you're listening to MTVB Podcast. Movies, TV, video and board games. This show may contain swearing. Welcome to a brand new episode of the MTVB podcast, the podcast that talks about my four favorite subjects, that's movies, TV, video games, and board games. I'm your host, Anthony, as well as most people know me as the Ant-Man, and welcome. This week's episode is going to be another TV episode. We're going to talk about our top five kids TV show theme tunes of all time. I'm joined by the table by the guys that love to talk about kids TV theme songs. Introduce yourselves around the table, please. I am now H2 Lists. Yes. <laughs> I am John Whiff. He's you. in the building. JK47. John, John Whiff. John Whiff. Thank you guys for coming on the episode. We'd oh, done the one with the movies. We had to do like the kids yeah, theme songs, yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. we, Howard? And I had to get you back for that one. I said on that episode of Woods, and I got you back, you did, mate. You did. And I'm here. So, guys, yes, thank you. Uh, top five kids TV theme songs. How was the list? How did, how did you get on with it? Um, I didn't think I'd be able to do it to be honest with you. But, when, but then I started thinking about them, and I was like, and a load of them came to me mm. because obviously I haven't seen any of them in, in, in a millennia, virtually. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So God, I quite enjoyed old. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I quite enjoyed it actually. Once I kind of got into the flow of it, yeah, it was quite good. Well, it was nice to it was nice to listen to all the theme songs again. Because I've, you know, I probably haven't heard them. Some of them for like. I'll 20, be honest. I'm glad you come on the episode because it'll be a nice variety yeah. of like different eras or sort. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just me and Howard having the same '80s stuff all over <laughs> yeah, and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Like I say, I'm 20 years older than you guys, so might mine go back to 20, 30, is it? Sh- yeah, you'd be modest. <laughs> <isn't you? laughs> I'll get my Zimmer frame out. In a minute, yeah. I'll get my bus pass next week. <laughs> and in two, la- two list towers. Oh, yeah. uh, another nice walk down memory lane. Yes, for it me. was. Um, yeah, yeah and, and like John says, it, it becomes quite enjoyable because mm. it, it instills th- those, those memories from when yeah. you were a kid and the reasons that you enjoyed these TV programmes. And mm. I think a large percentage of it is, is the second that that theme tune hits, as soon as it starts playing, you're in you're involved yeah. And, and yeah yeah. it takes Absolutely. you back it's a big you know, part of it nice it took me back like well nearly 50 fucking years or see you are that old <laughs> there is a 50 year gap yeah, yeah, yeah. no only 20. I'm only joking <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah because like I would have I would have uh, one of them I probably uh, I probably saw maybe early 70s you know so that's like that's, it's not far off 50 years mm. now yeah, it's just crazy, really. I was literally sparkling my dad's eyes. You weren't even that, I don't think. Right, so let's do the normal. Obviously, we're going to do a couple of questions and go to the meat and bone of the show. Uh, so the first question to you guys is, have you ever watched the show just for an intro? And then, like, not even bothered with the show. You like the intro that much that you watch the kid's oh, show yeah. just for the intro and think, switch it to something else now. Because I tell you what, I tell you what I used to do. There was yeah. obviously BBC One yeah. and ITV. Yeah. You knew stuff was on. Mm. I would switch the other channel to watch the intro and then go back to the other channel. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, not really, no. It's like, it's like obviously... Was there more than three channels back then, John? Well, that, that was it. There probably wasn't, <laughs> not to start with. 
Um, but it's like tonight now, putting this together, you know, you listen to the tune and then you, and then I'm going on to find the next one. And I kind of like didn't really want to, do you know what I mean? I wanted to kind of, because I found a lot of them obviously with YouTube. So we have the, yeah. the video opening rather mm. than, although we have both, although the viewers won't be able to see the, the uh, or the listeners, I mean, won't be able to see the actual video. But I kind of like wanted to watch an episode and rather than okay. move on. So, yeah, so I don't think really I would just listen to it and then move on to something else. I suppose you didn't really have the options no, back then, really, like, did yeah, you, to do that? Yeah, like, when I, like I say, in the 60s, you probably only had two or three flipping channels. If mm. So <laughs> you were kind of stuck with what you had, you know. But, it was, but it's like, it goes back to the old, like people say, you know, oh, you, you, you would hear... You would hear the tune and you come running t- to it. Exact. That's exactly how I was yes, when I was a kid. Definitely. You know, if I was upstairs and I heard uh, one or two of these come on the telly, I would be running down that stairs. I'd stop whatever it was I was doing and be running down the stairs to watch it. Sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Howard? I would be lying if I said that I didn't do that. Um, yeah, there were definitely. I think even some on my list. Although the, the lists that I've compiled, I love these TV shows. Mm. It would have depended on my mood on the day. What else? What yeah. was on the other yeah. channel that, mm. that maybe clashed with that? Mm. So yeah, absolutely. Straight in for the theme tune. Get you get your fill of the theme tune and then onto the yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, the exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, in your opinion, what are the requirements to make a good or catchy? intro to bring people in like like you said like the ones that we specifically went to just to watch the sh- not even watch the show for for me i think it was kind of like the music personally yeah, I was about to say that. um but then you've got obviously as a kid other stuff attracts you like bright colors and all that sort mm. of stuff but was it like the fast-paced action on an intro or what, what in your opinion what do you, what do you reckon is qualifies as a good intro i was you know i would have said the music but then i think there's there's at least one on my list and and it didn't have a lot of music in it. It was more. It was a little bit of both narration and a little bit of music. Right. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, really. I mean, the other the others, it was definitely the music. But I think, I think well, you know, how, you know, how long have TV guides been along? You know, I have my int- I had my interest. You look at the TV guide and see, oh, oh, there's this show on, and it's, on, it's all about blah blah blah, and you go, oh. My, might have to watch that. Come in. Might need to silence that one, John. Yeah, I've silenced it now. Sorry. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I don't know. It's, it's a hard one, really, because it's like, like I'm how, how old I am now. Trying to think back to. So let's go back to your day. It must yeah. be the music-wise for what, you. Yeah, I would say it was the music. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously, as animation got better mm, or mm. live action got better, whatnot, yeah. it was a bit more easier to. I yeah, catch maybe by, by that by that time um, you kind of invested yourself in watching it anyway. The music, I think, it, it starts off with the, that's the attraction, but then once you're watching the show, mm. the music kind of like takes a second, like a like a like a seat to one side, but it's there to remind you that your show is coming on, right? So it's like you know when I first watched some of these shows, the music was really good and I really enjoyed it, but then. It's a secondary thing after that, so I I used it as um, like a calling card, if you know what I mean. Like, so if I was a way out, if I was if I was in some other part of the house doing do, doing something, and I heard that tune, mm. I knew ah, oh, that, that my show's on. Yeah. So so yeah, so it probably it probably is the music really. Mm. 
What about you, Howard? So this this kind of goes back to our um, music produced for uh, a film episode. Um, the, the theme tune is definitely the hook to the te- television show, mm. um, much in the same as uh, TV shows were produced to sell toys. And th- the theme tune is is the the um, the hook to get you into the TV show and then access to everything else. So yeah, I think definitely and initially starts with the theme. And then you get into the TV show, but also with the incidental music that is is created throughout the, the show, is also got elements of the theme tune in it. So you're yeah. always hearing it. Yeah. And then maybe uh, <clears throat> in the the final um, tune at the end for the end credits, mm. there's an element of that in a, that. Yeah. So it's always there. Mm. But yeah, so I think yeah, definitely the theme tune mm. above everything else mm. because it, it's it's what gets you interested in the show in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Mm. Yeah, it's like a signal, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, it's like, you know, it's like, it's, like, it's like the bat signal for Batman. You know what I mean? You, you, you hear that tune and you know, ah, oh, I must go and watch that now. Sort yeah. Of yeah. So. Um, I kind of asked that question because um, for me, I'm going to say the, the show because it's not on anyone's list, or I hope it's not on anyone's list anyway, but uh, The Simpsons, for example. Now, uh, oh yeah. if yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. Simpsons fan, you know there's one part in that intro every time that's different, and that's yes. when they go to the couch, isn't it? Yeah. So... Obviously, it's got a great theme to it. It's got a yeah, great yeah, opening, yeah. but not. But I remember it used to be before it was mega. Um, Simpsons used to be like a Sky slash cable exclusive at the time, Sorry, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. Every Sunday night between six and seven, two episodes, half an hour each. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was always the thing where. So we would, when I was living with my parents, we would always have Sunday roast dinner in that time mm. uh, where it would happen, and uh, you knew Simpsons was coming on. But I would walk away. <laughs> Just to watch the intro and yeah. to see what what was going to happen yeah. on the couch, yeah. like how what, yeah, yeah. you know what was yeah, going to yeah, be yeah. different about it, whatnot. Yeah, like you say every episode was different, wasn't and that's it. I mean, yeah. I'd seen all the episodes, yeah. but you just wanted to. I just wanted to see that couch yeah. bit. Yeah. I was I was hooked on that bit, and then when it's just done, I just yeah. go straight into the dinner, whatnot, sort of and thing. So yeah. I, that's what kind of hooked me with yeah. that sort of intro is that yeah. you knew a specific part of it that, was different, and that was quite clever because it's like it's not the same all the time. Then yeah. There's, there's, there's like that one element right at the very end that's different, and it's different every single time. Mm. So it kind of, it kind of hooks you. Then it makes you want to watch it because you want to see what crazy idea have they yeah. come up with this week, sort of. And thing. like you so, said, it's at the end, so you yeah. had to watch it you all the to, way yeah. through as well, had, which yeah. is annoying. Yeah, yeah. So because you couldn't skip forward in them days and so on. You know, that's it was it. live, exactly. Live, so, yeah. But barely get a signal back in them days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, The Simpsons, like a lot of these shows, that it, you could dip in and out. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. It was, it, it wasn't a, a story that carried on it was different every week so if you missed last week's one it didn't it matter, matter yeah. it was, it, like you say it was it was what did they do with the couch this week <laughs> yeah yeah it was, was yeah that was all that was, that was the only thing that was different and it was literally like less than five seconds oh, yeah, you'd watch yeah, it you'd yeah, watch yeah, a nearly yeah, two minute opening yeah. for less than five yeah, seconds all yeah, i did anyway yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. but i was a big Simpsons fan yeah, anyway yeah. so yeah, that was no, why i, I had yeah. to like watch the uh the the cl- clever programming yeah it is absolutely it worked like a charm you said you'd seen the episode you just wanted to see the opening yeah uh, last question. This might be a difficult one for you guys. I'd be interested to know what your um, answers are to this. Again, in your opinion, uh, which has the better intros, the live action or the cartoon oh, side? I can't ask that kind of question. Ooh. Um, Debatable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, it, it, well, it is. But I think it's like... This is where I show my age now because obviously I remember the TV shows and they're not... They weren't live action. Mm. To a degree, anyway. I think so. Yeah. I kind of like, and and a lot of the shows that I had picked, other than those five, because I had come up with quite a few, and they were all, 
I don't think any of them are live action. I, I think you earlier, like you uh, were saying, John, like your Star Trek, your Lost in Space, yeah. all that yeah, stuff yeah. was like yeah, yeah. Um, music wise, and that's mm. what you into. But then when it comes to sort of like mine and Howard's era, it yeah. was. Uh, I think because they were live action ones you talk about, but the, when the kids shows came, like the actual cartoons, mm. the catchier songs, the bright colours, the flashes, yeah. the high animation and whatnot. Mm. I think for me, I would say the cartoons, but I think it did start with live actions had better openings yeah. and cartoons. But like I said, it's all outgrown and the possibilities animated stuff can do now and stuff. Yeah. As well, I mean, I'm inclined to agree. I'd, I'd say cartoons probably more. Mm. Well, so you're right; they were like the pop pop songs mm, whereas yeah. um, your live action shows were more orchestral in their yeah. nature and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that, that's, for, that's for the bigger boys wasn't it but yeah, yeah, well, yeah definitely see I try to keep most of mine to like um, the age of about 10 or 12 so anything less than that we're talking kid stuff and then but there's quite a lot of shows I would have liked to have mentioned but I didn't get to watch them until I was probably 12, 13, 14 sort of thing and I got into them that but then for to me they're like they're not necessarily kids' shows. They're like an everybody kind of a show. Anyone can kind of watch them. So that's why I didn't put them on my list. Okay. So You could honourable yeah. mention them if I you could, want. I probably, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, but yeah, most of mine are originals, shall we say. Okay. Original, the OG. Oh, yes. Um, that's me for questions, really. Uh, I didn't want to do too many because I didn't want to repeat for a previous episode. Mm-hmm. So I thought... Just something out of the blue like those ones would do. Yeah. If you guys got anything else to say, if not, we will go straight to the top fives. No, we'll go. Let's do it then. Yeah. It's time for a top five. Right. Who would like to roll the dice oh, first? I think age before beauty. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's go. John John Whiff at the dice first on the table, mate. <laughs> Seven. Go on, Howard. going to be easy, <laughs> easily beaten tonight. Oh, he's got a 20. He's got, he's got the 20. No, no I can't beat that. There's no, no point. Let me just see what I would get anyway. Oh, oh, oh I got 20 as well. Oh, you have to roll, mate. Roll oh, again. No, come on. <laughs> I've never seen the two. Seven. Oh, okay. Two 20s in a row. Six. Oh, oh what? Damn. That's annoying. That's annoying as fuck, right. mate. Oh, damn it. So what do we do? Should we do Howie first? Has he got Howie the... first and it goes yeah. clockwise. Yeah. That's yeah. the rules. Yeah. Uh, right. So, guys, if you... Uh, obviously, we're going to mention a few uh, <clears throat> kid shows, live action shows. If we don't mention yours, sorry, you should have been on this episode. Bollocks to you. <laughs> Number five. Number five. Right, Howard. Uh, what are your two lists first? So this is right. the tradition now. Uh, my two lists are split into uh, cartoon, specifically cartoon and not animated, and live action. So live action is my main list. Nice. Right. Okay. So uh, what is... The number five cartoon, then. Number five cartoon is Defenders of the Earth. Ooh, let's have it, then. Let's listen to that. Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. Out of the sky, his rockets ignite. Jets into battle, flying faster than light. Flash Lord of the jungle, the hero who stalks. The beasts call him brother, the ghost to Defenders of the Earth. Defenders. I love how it like, introduces all of them one by one as it goes along. You know? It's brilliant. I mean, it does exactly what it says on the tip. 
Candy. <laughs> so explain what Defenders of the Earth is. To uh, the Defenders of the Earth is uh, a collection. It's, it's uh, an Avengers-esque group of heroes. Um, so they are non-Marvel, non-DC characters uh, from um, um, independent uh, sources. So. Uh, to classify that, we've got Flash Gordon, we've got Mandrake, yeah. the magician. Um, oh, God, who's we got? We've got Phantom. Phantom. Um, oh, God. Oh, 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 I can't remember the other two. Push my noise now. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're basically, they've all been drawn from, from other sources in, to create the Defenders of the Earth to right. fight uh, against the, the scourge of uh, Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless. Oh. Who every week wants to take over the planet, destroy the yeah. planet, kill someone, just yeah, yeah, yeah. take over the universe. Um uh, I mean the the show was good, but the theme tune was better. Right. Um, okay. I don't, and, I don't remember ever watching it. So, okay. Yeah. It, it's a good cartoon, yeah, and yeah. if you like those sorts of um, golden age heroes, mm. um, and you, you're John, you're familiar with Flash Gordon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and the Phantom. They're all twenties, thirties, forties pulp. Yeah. Um, uh, style heroes and uh, yeah, and, uh, again, I, I think we talked about Flash Gordon the film, didn't we? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah on the yeah. on the theme yeah. song. Yeah, a, yeah. A good film. Yeah, is, these yeah. these characters are timeless, and uh, yeah, good cartoon. But the the theme tune was awesome, and it was yeah. one of those ones. It got it got you up dancing, yeah. and it got you regardless of whether or not you really enjoyed the cartoon. It got you into it. Yeah. Um, I was trying to find some factettes for a lot of these. The only one that I can find is the fact that Stan Lee wrote the lyrics for this. Oh, wow. No. Yes. Get out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Stan Lee. Oh, um, God. Quite how and why, I don't yeah. know, because it's completely non-Marvel related. No. Um, and obviously, he, he is the, oh, the king of Marvel. Um, but yeah, 1986 wrote wow. the lyrics for Defenders. Jeez. I never knew that. Is that when it came out, 86? Uh, it was 1986. Yeah, yeah, see, I was 22. That's why I, didn't, that's why I don't watch it. <laughs> Too busy getting pussy at yeah, the time, well, weren't you, John? Well, you know, I don't want to brag. That's why I don't remember it then, obviously. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, man. I remember this when it came out. I, uh, I watched the show a few times, but I remember I had this on my Commodore 64. Oh, so it was oh. a big nostalgia feel for me, this yeah. one. Where you played as Flash Gordon, and every yeah. level, if you had to get to a certain bit, you could call another defender by hitting the space bar oh, <laughs> and it would be like the phantom knocking down a door for you or something whatnot oh, I friggin love that game Commodore 64, Commodore 64 God, that mate. takes me back Jesus. well it was all on cassettes back then I used then. to play on that yeah, amazing um, uh, so yeah if, whether you're familiar with these characters or not I mean it, they were good characters yeah. and good stories and, and I mean obviously now we're used to the big Avengers style yeah. Yeah. Of, course, of, yeah. of films and TV shows and, yeah. and cartoons but it'd be a has-been now wouldn't it be like oh it's a rip-off it would be but I'd like to think it's one of those shows that, that it set the pace for future generations yeah it did, thing, yeah, it it? did. Yeah. and at the time that's all we had mm. I'd like to think mm. that, that uh, and with inverted commas kids these days would maybe go back and, and look yeah. at these shows and think do you know what it wasn't this is, that this is the thing about I mean people listening to this now obviously we don't know what the age groups are but they must they must think I've heard that tune before yeah. and they probably don't know yeah. what it was what, or, or what why it or, was. or maybe it appeared on well, a TikTok heard it or a somewhere, YouTube video or, yeah or exactly maybe their mum and dad watched it or some bloody thing but, I don't know but, and, and pointed out and he's absolutely right it's one of those those unique shows where yeah. it, it introduces the character in the theme tune and tells mm. you everything you need to know about them so like yeah. I say it does exactly what it says on the TV so, so you yeah, don't so you can great. go into an episode and not yeah. even worry about it because exactly. the intro's answered it for no, you exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. you know who the character is who Madrake is yeah and what their abilities are and everything so yeah why they're there what happens that week and then you can move on that's it wow uh, so that was the animated list. So let's actually go to the number five. So, what so was your number five? Sir? Cartoon, my, my number five for live action, and uh, I'm hoping a lot of people heard of this. Is Rent a Ghost? Rent a I ghost. heard of it, but let's never find out. It. Yeah. 
Again, the music's really good. If your mansion house needs haunting, just call Rent a Ghost. We've got spooks and ghouls and freaks and fools. It sounds like your era, John. <laughs> it does, but it's not, obviously. So. Melody. Remember what you see is nothing but a mystery, but rent a ghost. So why rent a ghost, sir? Now, like yourself, I, I grew up in the 80s, mm-hmm. um, and this was originally produced in 1976. So, oh, okay. your era, John. Ah, see? Ah, uh, fucking told you. <laughs> well, I was 12. So he yeah. was 12, yeah. Yeah, too cool for yeah, rent a ghost. Too cool for, too cool for rent a ghost, um, man. Too cool for school, mate. It, it, very <laughs> too busy hunting leprechauns, <laughs> weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, by these... These days, it's very tame in its nature, the, mm. the, the theme tune. Um, but very catchy for me. And, and it, it was sung by a guy called Michael Staniforth, who, who played oh. the character of Timothy Claypole, who was like the, the um, playful jester within right. this programme. Okay. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, very mild, very tame, but it was just a nice tune that got you into the, these, these antics of, of yeah. the, this house of ghosts who... It does exactly what it says. Rents themselves out um, if somebody needed a service of renting a ghost to, yeah, to yeah. Haunt, haunt somebody or something. Oh, sounds mm. quite interesting. Yeah, it? it was. It was. Yeah. It was just a nice, fun little program. Uh, and you had characters like Mrs. Popoff, um, who every time she sneezed, she would disappear. Um, uh, there was the uh, horse, the pantomime horse. Um, so you know it was two blokes in a, in a costume, oh, yeah. uh, but but you didn't care. No, um, you were yeah, a kid, the, so yeah, exactly. And the horse, the horse would talk to Timothy Claybowl yeah. and things like that. And yeah, it, it was it was good. Um, oh, what was the name of the guy? So there was the guy whose house that they lived in. I think his name was Mister Meacher. Mister Meeker, I think it was Mister Meeker. Okay. Can't remember the name of the actor, but yeah, he played it to a T. He was this, this disgruntled, uh, uh, miserable old. So and so, sounds like John, really, doesn't it? Hey, John, actually, I think you'd love it. Um, yeah, yeah, just a, a good seventies kids yeah. TV program, but okay. repeated throughout the eighties, and uh, yeah, yeah mm. I just love the theme tune. Yeah, nice, mate. Good chat. Uh, anything else on it at all? No, no. Then we will go over to John. You oh, are oh. clockwise from Howard's number twenty. Okay. Uh, what is your number five, sir? Right, number five is the clangers. The clangers, let's have it. There we go. This is the Earth, our planet, our home. It sails serenely through the vast emptiness of space, through the silent nothingness between the stars. You sure this has got music in it, John? <laughs> How silent is it? It hasn't, it hasn't. Silent to our ears, perhaps. But if we had ears that could hear the sound of radio waves, then the space between the stars would be far from silent. For all the radio messages, quite all the worlds, are haunting about in space, yeah. waiting to be picked up by the right sort of equipment. There, that, uh, that thing, the rocket man left on the Clangers' planet. <laughs> listen, listen to the noise it's making. Oh, that's as far as it goes. No. <laughs> anyway, so why clangers? I think not not just because of that. I mean, obviously, when I heard that, because some of the shows, it's like we were saying, they have it's it's a musical intro. I think more. I found more seventies and eighties drifted into the music side of it, whereas before that, there was a little bit more to it. it, it well, there was probably music. Somewhere. Yeah, it was a bit but, prog rock. Yeah, but. Um, 
with that one, it was just because it was it was exactly the same every single time. As soon as you heard it, you knew oh, the clangers are coming on. But they, the clangers, they don't speak. If you re- ever remember seeing it, because they they whistle. They only they only whistle, and it's like they have a line Ooh. to say. <laughs> yeah, they, they have they have a line to say, but they like whistle the line. Um, and a couple of times, I've been in, in looking it up, and apparently there was a couple of times where they were given lines. Like to like, there would be a swear word in it or something, and they oh, oh yeah, and they would have to they would have to whistle whistle this thingy, and, mm. and then the, the what dr- the f- yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the, the director caught on and and he stopped them doing it, so they ch- they used to had they had to change it to like like bloody or something like that, Do you know what I mean? And that was, I just thought that was quite quite funny, okay. Really. Um, but it, like when when you were a kid, because like, this is like 1969, and I was five years old when this okay. came out, and. They're like these little knitted, um, like like little puppet thingies, mm-hmm. um, and they whistle to each other. And there's a story behind them all, and they live on the planet. And when they were, because at that time they were, you were like talking about like going to the moon and stuff. Mm. And they landed on the moon like 1969. This came out just after that happened, so they they like um, put their planet to look like the surface of the moon. And they had all the little, all these little craters were made a little bit bigger for the show, and this is this is where the the creatures lived, the the, the clangers. They lived right. inside the craters, and they were called clangers because each um, each hole that they lived in, the crater that they lived in, it, uh, it was the noise that the lid would make when it closed. So that's why they were called clangers. And I didn't real, I didn't know that. Obviously, I didn't know that when I was a kid. I found all this out when I was doing a little bit of research on this. And I just found it quite quite amusing and everything. And like I said, when you're five years old, it kind of, mm. a lot of things kind of amuse you, really. But that kind of got fart, me into fart it. gags mainly. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> if, 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 but it's like, it's like a lot of things. It's, it, it just it's an endearing memory. It reminds me of because I because I remember watching them land on the moon. You know, sitting there watching it on the television and stuff. Mm. And so, of course, at five years old, I kind of like I, I I got into like I was I'm very interested in space and stuff like that. Um, and all these years later, I still if the if the clangers came on the TV now, I would quite happily sit and watch an episode of it. Okay, they were only on for like twenty minutes. They're not they're, they're very short programs, mm. but they have they get up to these different antics every week. They have like the soup dragon, oh, uh, yes, and all and, and and it's the kind of noises they all make and stuff. Like that. And it's just it was a wonderful childish program that. A, a, aimed at young kids to watch, and mm. I and I loved it to bits. I used to watch it all the time. Nice, and it le- and of course it, because, like I say, interested in in space and stuff, and it was set in space, so that was so that was not more of a reason for me as a kid to watch it. They should have had a crossover with Button Moon. That was <laughs> so fucking moon. cool. Yeah, it might have been actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so um, doing the music for it was, uh, or well, none in that case. But well, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I, I, I didn't realize like they they did they they they, they redone it in 2015, right? Okay, and William Shatner done some of the voices and narration for it. <laughs> what? I know, I know. I did. I, I My God, it was yeah. sunny a moment ago, yeah, yeah. but now it's pouring. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't see. I haven't seen the new the new show, so I didn't know that. So I'm reading it. I'm, I'm thinking, shit, William Shatner, bloody hell, Mr. Glinger, I have and, and, and Michael and Michael Palin, <laughs> Michael Palin done the English. Um, remake, shall we say? And William Shatner, and Shatner did, did the American, American side of it. I didn't. I didn't know that because obviously I have not. Didn't seen even it. know it came I've back, not, mate. No, I didn't. I didn't. Same here. I didn't know it came back. Um, but it did twenty. It did twenty six episodes in the first series and one hundred and four in the oh. revival. 
I got quite popular, so. But yeah, it was nineteen sixty nine to mm, when you got when you got the chat man. Yeah, <laughs> what can you say, you. mate? But yeah, sixty nine to seventy four. So that was right. You know, I was twenty six episode yeah. between then. Yeah, I can know what was it? One every six months or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was just that was. They obviously reran it and reran it and reran it for yeah. all those years because it's only twenty. Like I say, it's only twenty six episodes in the first one. Then it was CBBS and that revived it in two thousand and fifteen. And it's still going, apparently. Okay. But I've not seen the remake of it. Never knew that at all, mate. No, exactly. Same here. I didn't know that until I was, like, looking into it all. But, um... What I love about the Clang is, um, because I'd seen it previous to Mm -hmm. this this particular TV episode, but there was an episode of Doctor Who, John Pertwee's Doctor Who. Okay. Where um, Roger Delgado, as the master, is incarcerated, and he's he's been allowed this TV, and he switches it on, and the Clangers are on. And he's, he's watching the Clangers just sort of, Doing whatever they do, go, yeah. and he's he's whistling along to them, yeah. and and the, the the warder, the jail warder, walks into his room and he goes, "What the hell? What the hell is this?" Yeah. And he goes, "I'm watching this rather interesting looking life form," and he's whistling along to it. I thought that was quite quaint, but I yeah. I, I, always, I loved the clangs like yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then they incorporated it into Doctor Who, and I loved it even. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So he's, he's, it was a very weird. Was that weird. when uh, Clangers was still about then? When it was uh, in Doctor Who yeah, or? that would have been yeah, yeah. same time period. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. that would have been seventy. 72, yeah, so yes. Yeah, they did, okay. they, they, 69 to 72, and then they did a special episode in 74, and then that was it, then it didn't come back till 2015. But like I say, I didn't know there was, I didn't know it had been revived. No. I don't know. Especially until, William Shatner, of all I fucking know, people, yeah, Jesus. Know, yeah. yeah, I can understand Michael Palin, maybe. <laughs> I'd love to know the person who come up to him with that fight. That know, yeah. like, there's a yeah. couple of creatures, they live on the moon, yeah. and they whistle. Yeah. They don't talk. I know. <laughs> I like it, let me do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, in. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> but weird. I you had me at yeah. whistle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I just thought that was quite the, weird. The voice really. at the beginning, the guy who was narrating, is that the same guy that did Bagpuss? Oh, I don't know. This sounds very similar. Let's see. Well, we'll carry on whilst uh, John looks John, John can Google. Uh, anything else Ol- on Clangers, John? Oliver Postgate, his name is. Oliver so, Postgate. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, Oliver Postgate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> go, on. go on. Anything yeah. else on Clangers, sir? No, no, that's it. Right, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, my number five. My number five is going to be, uh, funny enough, it was my number one kids show of all time. Uh, and I've gone for a specific season because there were seven of them. Uh, and I'm going for Games Master. Oh, oh okay, uh, yeah. Uh, Games Master essentially had the same theme, but every season there was a different theme to the the show, wasn't it? So oh, season one okay. was in a church. Season two was in a oh, warehouse. You're right, yes, yeah, so I remember. Yeah, 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 season five was like underwater or something. Oh, wow. But season so, three was like in like a mental asylum prison sort of thing, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And Dexter Fletcher was the oh yeah, uh, host at the time, oh, wasn't I'm he? Have to but I'll, I'll, I'll play this song anyway. Yeah. This So it's like very church-like prison, and then the actual thing kicks in at the very end. It's very like rave, isn't it? It's like a rave. It reminds me of the KLF. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I can see why you picked this one. Yeah, yeah. but again, yeah. it's again, I love this show, um, and like I said, it had a, a different theme every season. Mm-hmm. Um this t- the this season specifically was when I was at my peak of my vid- being my video games as an interest. Mm. Um, coming off of board games when I was younger, the you know video game thing was like the new craze now, wasn't it? It was like the mm. new thing that took over. Um, and I d- I can't deny, like I said, this was why 
Um, it was. It's here. It's in the list. It's one of my favorite shows, kids shows of all time. It's not the favorite theme song in my opinion because obviously when we get to one, we'll find out. Yeah. But I really friggin' love this. And like I said, they did it differently. I think mm. number season four was in a fairground, and how they incorporated the theme. It was like on a ride. The intro. Um, uh, and uh, again, it just. Uh, I'm trying not to go too much into it because everyone knows I've, I've mentioned this a bunch of times on the, uh, the podcast, so I don't want to go into it too much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can't say an awful lot else about it. The fact that it was just different every time, but this one was my absolute favorite, mm. uh, of the whole series. Um, that's pretty much it. I can't really. Do we know who did the music? I don't know who did the music. For it, it, no. I mean, it, it, oh. it sounds very much like it should have been um, some sort of techno or rave. It's, it's techno, right? Yeah, again, yeah. but it, when we mentioned on the video game soundtrack episode, like nineties techno, stuff was, was right up my alley like back Shaman then. Or KLF or Orbital. It sounds or like, like KLF, that. doesn't it? It's yeah. just uh, KLF's got to watch it. Ancients of Moon. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just it's short, it's sweet, it gets to the point, and you always see the game's master at the end. And he always had a different look as well. Um, so you'd be like, oh, it's season four. What's he going to look like this time? Oh, he's got a beard this time now. Or he's got a crown in this one. It's just, it's silly. For a, uh, but brilliant. for a programme of, of that kind, it was quite inventive in the way that it was Absolutely, itself. yeah. I'm glad it's come with the same theme every single Absolutely. time. Absolutely. He could have just stuck with it and it would have worked regardless. But the fact that they changed it every time was just... And, and, and until you mentioned that, because I oh. used to watch it as much as you did, and, and I, I don't remember it changing like that right yeah um, but now now that you've said it I'm going to have to go back on YouTube and watch like, the whole lot is on there and I was just like I was looking up this for the episode and I'm like holy shit like the yeah. whole lot is on YouTube you can watch all seven seasons I think it is or six seasons I can't remember now well that's my weekend sort of yeah, yeah. and uh, do you remember Bad Influence oh god with Violet Bogarth and uh, what's her name what's his name Andy something Andrew something it used to be on ITV. It was their Games Master, essentially, but they reviewed games and stuff like it whatnot. It sounds familiar. You'll know if you see if it, I, trust me. Yeah, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. Yeah, that was going to be on there as well. Uh, but no, Games yeah, but Master. The, the, the original series, Dominic Diamond. Yes. yes that's he right. was only, like, and season Sir three pa- was the only season he wasn't Sir in. Sir Patrick Moore. Yep, Sir Patrick Moore was the Games Master. And now we're looking master. at a picture, I remember it. So I don't and know if I've actually watched it. And apparently it, he wasn't in season three because McDonald's had started to sponsor Games Master. Oh. And apparently, because Dominic Diamond was one of those hosts where... He was good. He was yeah. great. Oh, mate, he's yeah, fantastic. But the, he was the guy that you couldn't tell whether he was joking or not. Oh, like, yeah. he would very, make very a comment. Yes. Movie, yeah. Like, when, the way he spoke to kids and stuff is yeah. like... You know, was that an insult or was yeah, he like yeah, actually yeah. joking at the time? <laughs> and McDonald's didn't want that as an image for Games Master. So they were like, look, if you want us to sponsor him, we've got to get rid of him. And they did. Not saying Dexter Fletcher did a bad job, oh, but. Yeah. But yeah. It says here, for the third series, Dexter Fletcher became the main presenter. This change was criticised heavily by the fans who saw the new host as over the top and too in your face. So to balance this, the production company dropped all other co-presenters and gave UK Games champion Dave Perry a regular co-presenter slot. Mm. And in season oh. three, Jet, the Gladiator Jet popped up every now and then yeah, as well. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, <laughs> boy. Season yeah, three, my so favourite. <laughs> but yeah, oh, um, Games Master season three. My number five, Ancients. <laughs> Let's go to number four. Number four. Howard, we're going back to your cartoons. Cartoons, yeah. Um, uh, back to the 80s, my friend. Um, and this was a also a comic strip as well as a cartoon. Um, it originated in the 
Dandy, I do believe. I, I'm thinking that the comic strip came first, um, and then the cartoon afterwards. But I could be corrected. Um, it is the adventures and exploits of Banana Man. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. hear it. This is 29 Acacia Road, and this Please. is Eric, the schoolboy who leads an amazing Eric. double life. <laughs> For when Eric eats a banana, an amazing transformation occurs. Banana Man. Ever alert for the call to action. That intro is literally 20 seconds long and it tells you everything. It does. does. And it's so so catchy and it's got such a positive vibe about it, I think. You know, it's... It's it's, It's very uplifting, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. And instantly you just feel good about about watching this TV programme. And I I, I was mentioning just before we we started the podcast that... it features uh, the full cast of The Goodies. Yes. Um, I used so, to love watching The Goodies. Uh, one of my most favourite TV yeah. shows of all time. So, uh, Graham Garden, Bill yeah. Oddie, and yeah. Tim Brooke Taylor. Yeah. Um, and at the time, um, I had no idea who The Goodies were. No. The Banana Man was just this exciting uh, superhero programme about a man who ate a banana. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the goodies. It, it, as soon as I found that out in later life, afterwards, it sort of elevated it yeah. to this, this yeah. absolutely jam-packed style program. That I, I, I love it. Mm. It, is, it is brilliant. Um, but yeah, the theme tune, uh, as mentioned, very uplifting. Yeah, very, very positive. Um, and like, like I'd I'm glad it. you answered the question about the comic because I was like, yeah. I swear this isn't a comic. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. So he, I didn't realise it was the dandy. Yeah. Well, well they, they no longer produce the dandy. It's just a Beano. Yeah. Uh, I think they still do a dandy Beano. I used to, uh, read, I used to read both of them. Yes, yeah, uh, a dandy yeah. Beano annual yeah. where he's yeah. in it. But yeah, he's he's yeah. he's um, cemented into the Beano. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably, I think, I, I think I have seen a couple of episodes of it, but I've never followed it. You know very tongue in cheek. I I was too old for kids programs let's put it that way when, when it came out but uh, but yeah, I still watch it I'm a kid at heart sometimes you know so, yeah, I, yeah. I remember I remember watching a couple of episodes I definitely read it in the Beano or the Dandy so, you, you yeah. were too busy drinking Guinness and listening to YouTube. Uh, yeah drink, drinking <laughs> going Guinness, to YouTube concerts without even knowing about it and chasing leprechauns yeah, yeah <laughs> every other Irish slang we can throw oh, in yes, there yeah. really isn't it <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, sorry, go on. No, no. I was just going to say, very, very tongue in cheek. Very. If anybody is familiar with the goodies, it's, mm. it's absolutely loaded with their sense of humour. Yeah. They're, 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 the they're a very pale version of Jackass now. Yeah, they if are. You know what I mean? Because yeah, they used to yeah. get up to some old mad shit. They, they but not, not for the seventies, but not did. like the Jackass crew. Do. Oh god, no, so they didn't. I mean. they, no, it wasn't not to that extreme anyway. That's what I mean. They were a very pale. It was very slapstick. They were, yeah. They were mad as hell. And they were very musical. There was a lot of, uh, um, they used to write a lot of mm. sort of comedy tunes for their TV show, which are, to this day, are still very, yeah. very, very good. Mm-hmm. They, they stand up for scrutiny. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, yeah, this, this was just great. Mm. Nice, mate. I mem- I, again, I, I remember, I think this was one I watched more the intro than actual show. Oh, really? To be honest. Oh, yeah. Right. I, I mean, I remember seeing a few episodes, but I don't remember being like an avid fan of it. But mm. again, you can't miss that intro for a love nor money. No, no like, you yeah. can't. You can't. And like you say, 20 seconds long, but it, it real. It hooked you already. It's not the quickest one ever. It's awesome. Uh, So that was the cartoon side. So what's the actual pick then? Well, we have to go down under for this one because we are going round the twist. (gasps) Oh, Simon, he's picked it. Strange things happen. Are you going round the twist? Have you ever? 
Oh, he'll be so happy you picked this. Simon from Board Stupid, if you listen, it's one of his favourites. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so why round the twist, sir? Well, why not? It, it's, it, well, it falls into that category that all of mine seem to. It, it just hooks you. As soon yeah. as the, the open of that tune starts... You just you know what you're about. You to know expect. what show. You know it's that show. You oh, know, quick, I've yeah, got a quick, yeah, my show's exactly. coming on. I, I think yeah. two bars in, and you know it's yeah. around the twist. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the lyrics were were very catchy, and and yeah, what a great piece of music as well. Mm. Um, the TV show was good. Uh, I, I didn't. I must confess, I didn't watch to the very end of the um, the final series. Mm. Um, I think I, I kind of lost it probably about series two or series three, something like that. But yeah, a, a great Some show. Other show obviously came on, and you were more interested in that. Probably, yeah, so, probably yeah. all women. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, this is one of mine that was again. It was it was more of the intro than the actual show for me. I never. Oh, really oh, got really? into the show but i knew the thing again you can't miss it really yeah. it was one of those ones again this, this was probably um remember how i was saying how star trek generation next generation was like the show before the show i wanted yeah. to watch that's yeah. what round the twist was for yeah. me right. it was the show that was like come on i'm waiting for i don't know biker grave to come on or something i yeah. don't know right. but this was the one that was in front you're so probably was, right yeah, and, yeah. And, and looking back i think that's possibly what it did precede mm. um no i i used to enjoy it. it it was it was different and uh yeah it we were aussie mad at the time weren't we we had neighbors we had home and away yes. yeah this was kind of following that vein so um to watch something about a, a group of kids and and their dad who lived in this lighthouse where strange things happen mm-hmm. um yeah As they go yeah. around the twist, oh, they go around the twist. <laughs> um yeah yeah just good good fun stuff nice in your opinion who had the better theme tune neighbors or home and away I think oh, it was home and away. Yeah, 100%, mate. Yeah, Come on. When, when you look back and you... you, you I mean, uh, neighbours was... Closer neighbors each day. Oh, I, don't know. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I, I must admit, I hated both of them. Oh, but, yeah, big time. But, but, I, but yeah, the funny thing, home and away had the better. I think for the storylines of the characters, I was more invested in neighbours because yeah. that's the one we, we watched from the start. Yeah. My, my, I was never a home and away guy. My wife watched both of them and Kylie religiously. And, Don, and Donovan, didn't it? Yeah, Every it did, yeah. single day. Yeah, they had the star players. I very quickly learned to hate both of them. Can't, know, you can't do that home and away at the better no, time, No, because it, it used to annoy me because, like, you know, we'd have one television in the house and for about three hours she would hog it because she'd have neighbours, she'd have home and away, she'd have... It was East smart Enders, about it. They timed it well. Coronation Street, whatever. You I mean, she had them all. And, she, and it was like from about half past four or five o'clock up to about eight or nine o'clock, that was it. I might as well just hand the telly over to her. I used to... It was to can annoy me so much. Oh, my mum used to love all of those Australian TV yeah, programs. Yeah. She, she yeah. used to watch things like Sons and Daughters. Oh, my, my um, ex was Prisoner Cell Block yeah. H. Yeah. Oh, oh God, yeah. Um, oh, you imagine some of the listeners now saying, why didn't you just watch it on the internet? Why yeah. didn't you just put Netflix on? Yeah. Well, didn't have Netflix in them days, guys. <laughs> there we go. Do now, but didn't have a Netflix. Barely had dial up then, he yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even download a hooky copy, mate. A hooky copy, I love that saying. We had 56k download, and that was it, and it screamed at you. <laughs> it took you about a week to download. To download just a movie a TV trailer. Show. Yeah, oh, mate, it's horrible. Uh, Those are the days. Round the twist, Howard. Anything else on no, that? At no, all? not a lot you can say about it. Just, uh, yeah, get yourself on YouTube and watch a few episodes. Yeah, it, yeah wholesome entertainment. Nice. Uh, John, it's your number four, sir. My number four is a show called Stingray. <gasps> Please tell me it's got music at the beginning of it. Yes, it has. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are about to launch Stingray. It's just it's got that. Stingray, 
So you picked this over the end theme. What end theme? So end theme. So oh, Steam Ray had two themes. Had one yeah, for credits yeah. and one for the beginning. Yeah, because because that is that is Stingray. Yeah. You know, if you, if you, if you say to anyone, do you ever watch, remember watching a show called Stingray? That's the tune they're going to remember. Right. But it had two. Mm-hmm. It used to have that was the opening, and then it had a closing theme, and they were always the same. Every 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 episode had the same two. So, I mean, do you want me to play the end? The, the, have you got the end one? No, no, no. Just carry. On, just yeah. talk about that one. Um, it was 1964, so I didn't watch it when it first came out. I watched it probably early 70s, late 60s, whatever, when I was five or six so years old sort of thing. So. This was before The Clangers then? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they just came out before The Clangers. But Jerry Anderson. Yep. Uh, it was his... Because uh, he did ten shows, and I think this was the seventh or eighth one. That well, at done. the same time, or oh wow, well. yeah, done, I, I would have put it earlier than that. No, it was uh, October nineteen sixty half hour episodes. Um, filmed it in nineteen sixty three using a combination of electronic marionette puppetry and scale model special effects. Okay. So, and that was this was. The, he was leading up to bigger things, if you know what I mean. Mm. If, I've, if you ever watch anything about Jerry Anderson, he had an absolutely brilliant mind. So it got bigger as the it show's got, it, the every, series every has Every show on. got bigger <clears throat> and better because he learnt so much from the previous the first one. show. He would put that and more into the next one and so on. It's kind um, of how movie directors do their career, yeah. really. They start small budget and work bigger because they can do bigger things now, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So. I mean, it's, set, it's set in the 2060s. Um, and the flagship... 20, we're not there not yet. Oh, we're away. Yeah, not quite yeah, there. No. And the, the flagship, obviously, is Stingray. It's this nuclear-powered submarine um, cap, crewed by Captain Troy Tempest. Tempest, Troy yeah. Tempest. And his sidekick was his navigator, Lieutenant Phones. And then you had <laughs> Marina, who was this mute woman. Um, and it's basically about their ant- the, the, the three of them. And you had this guy called... I think it was Titan... And they used, yeah, um, well, yeah. Titanica ru- uh, ruled by King Titan. He was a despot, oh. and he was in charge of the Aquafibians. Oh, because I thought it was Atlantis. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I think I did as well. I, I think, um, but yeah, it was uh, Titanica, and Titanica. they fought against him. And he had, he had his own little submarines, but they were shaped like fish. They looked like fish, didn't they? they had That's fin- right. Fins, yes, sharp um, fins on them. Yeah, yeah, which, those, yeah, big fins and stuff like that, and. Um, they get att- in the first episode. They get attacked by his forces, and Marina saves them, and that's how she gets introduced into the rest of the series, shall we say? But the characters were based on real life people, and I didn't know this. Obviously, cause when you're a kid and you're watching it, you just watch the show. You don't know the background or the backstory or anything like that. And it isn't until I was like going back through it all that. Um, where was it? Um, he he asked for Jerry Anderson asked for Captain Troy Tempest to be square jawed, and his navigator had to have uh, a southern accent. Okay, and I think and I did have it here, but I'm trying to find it now because they were based on actual people. Um, I think it was someone like James Garner. I think he was based on someone like him. Oh, Troy and Tempest. Troy Tempest yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And then Phones was bo- was based on this other character who I knew of. 
uh, and he'd been in some other like TV show or whatever, but but only loosely based on them, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, and it was just, it was. I, I, I just loved it as a as a TV show. It kind of like the music gets you going. It's very like thumpy, and you're like, it's straight you, in, exactly. and it gives you the name of the, like, the vehicle it, straight it, away. Exactly. And I mean, if I was upstairs or out in the garden or whatever, and I heard that tune, I was running. We'll yeah. come in and watch that TV show. What I like about it is it's got that Thunderbirds march within yes. it. So yeah. if you yeah. were a fan of Thunderbirds, yeah. it got you hooked. Yeah. And um, it just had a, it had a quite an interesting story, and it being set in the future. And like I said, I'm mm. big into sci-fi and stuff like that. So watching something that is set in the future, and you're kind of and as a kid, you're thinking, "Oh wow, are we going to be like that? We're going to have these submarines under the sea and all this sort of thing. Are we going to have that one day?" And kind of and it kind of makes you think as a kid, so you kind of get involved in it and. And I, it was just—it's a show that's always stuck with me. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's, there's like it's like you were saying, it's very much like Thunderbirds. It's, it's, it's almost like a march to the song. Was it before Thunderbirds? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But there wouldn't be much in it, I don't think. Right. Um. Oh, so Thunderbirds was the next I think kind so, of show. Yeah, where, yeah where he'd so. improved his techniques. Um. But also, there's another show on my list, and I think. Uh, one of the uh, yeah, I think yeah. There's another show. I think that some of the characters are meant to blend into that, but it was never implied. It was Im- okay. It was kind of implied, but never said. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And again, it's going back through now, looking up the looking up the programs and stuff that you realise that this is what he meant to happen. That these people would go on if they were real, shall we say? That they would go on and work for. These people next, right. and you're like, oh, okay. But of course, you don't get that when you're a kid because mm. they don't tell you these kinds of things. It's like as an adult, and you go back and you do a little bit of research. Like, oh, that's what he meant to do. That, oh, okay. And so certain things kind of make sense now, having but you know having not having watched any of it for donkey's years now. Mm. But again, like I said, I was going back through the tunes, and I heard that tune, and I'm sitting at home like thinking, I really want to watch an episode now because <laughs> it's sort of. Bring, I bet it was okay. a big, big memory. Oh god, for yeah, you, it just it, brought, it brings back so many memories. This this episode has been very, very uh, interesting, for you. very nostalgic. Mm. The best, god, the, yeah. I think this is displaying the fact that the best theme tunes do exactly that. If you hear that yeah. and you instantly want to watch yeah. that program, it's done its job. Yeah, we're talking nearly sixty years later, and that, and that tune is still in. In you know, most a lot of people will have heard that before, mm. and some might not know what it was, but they'll have heard it before. Maybe their maybe their dad listened to that show when he was a kid, sort of thing, and now they think, oh, so that was the tune. Do you know what I mean? So it's worth if I mean, if any, anyone is listening, if you're interested, go go and look it up on YouTube, watch an episode or two. Nice. So yeah. Anything else on that, sir? Four. Not really. No. I probably do have more, but I can't find it. So. <laughs> I'll probably if remember. you come back to it, we can always. It a, I might do it as an honourable mention because I did have something and I just can't find it. So I've probably it's probably a you can do quite a quick a swap bars to do other other entries if you want. Yeah, it's probably a few pages back from where I'd left off. So, all right, then we're moving on. Then uh, my number four, uh, we're going to stick with the nineties. Obviously, Games Master was the nineties. We're going to stick with the nineties this one as well, and we're going to go with the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, crikey, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, Simon, one of your favourites again. <laughs> Of Wait for this guitar, in it? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. How kick-ass was this when this came out, right? It's very hair metal. Yeah, big time, mate. 
But um, as an intro, as it is, I mean, let's face it, early 90s, you could not get past Power Rangers. They were fucking huge oh, at the time. Everywhere, yeah. Um, but that intro itself is, again, it's got bits of lightning coming out. Everything's flashing. It's got the intro to the enemy at the start of it. Uh, you've got the intros to the Rangers, each one with the actor and what color the... the um, Power Ranger they was and stuff. And then as it gets on further on, you've got like Zords that transform into a Mega Zord. And it's all on this one intro that's just less than a minute long. Uh, but how it all squeezes in and gets you up to speed. And do you remember the massive lightning bolt that comes yeah, down yeah, yeah. for the title? The and then logo, it comes yeah. up with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And the singer just literally says the title. And it goes with the rift. It's like, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. It's, it's, it's one of those intros, one of those things. It's like a literal punch to the face. Yes, um, 100%. It, you absorb every second of it because it, it is that good. It, it goes in where it's just, it has that obviously little climb at the beginning, doesn't it? But then, like you said, how it hits you and you go straight into it. It's like high octane. Like, this is before Red Bull was even out. And it was like <laughs> Red Bull for your eyes, wasn't it? It's unreal. It was just coming at you. And it's so eye-catching. And it's very much like John said, when the song came on, you heard it in the background, you were running in. Even though you'd seen Megazord transform 100,000 times on you the episode, see that you still again. want to see that shit again. But interesting what you were saying earlier, you were saying, oh, what is it about elements of a show is it the theme tune is it the colours is it, I think this was this was a combination of a few oh, things wasn't it yeah absolutely the, the pace the colours the, the, the song yeah it, it all culminated in this one package and uh, yeah I, I'm inclined to agree with you on this one it was like yeah they threw it all in the blender and that's what they got yeah, and, oh, it, yeah, and it, it, yeah, it fucking got, worked it hit the wall <laughs> and like I said it's just it, it was funny enough this was what was going to be Big G's pick I, I kind of nabbed it because he couldn't come on the show so sorry Big G for listening um, which he doesn't because he only listens to episodes with him in it um, uh, kind of a narcissist thing is it really sad, sad um, but I had to go with this again uh, a big part of my childhood I can't deny that um, it's one of my favorites also do you remember how it, I don't know if you will remember maybe 95 96 that they actually brought out a chart song for Power Rangers. It was the theme, but it was a bit more dancey. I don't know if you remember it at all. Um, they got to like number three or four in the charts. I want the time. to say yes, because I probably I probably have heard it. But I don't have it on me, but it happened. I, I bought the tape an hour price. I remember getting that off start. I was like, this is... It's, did it, it, had the, it had the lyrics of Go Go Power Rangers. It's literally the yeah, theme song, but a bit more, uh, bit more dancey. That's all the, it was. In the mists of my, my memory, yes. Because I, I they did it with X-Files, yes. didn't they? And they done That's it with... Right. Yeah, because it was the craze at the time, wasn't it? That's all right. of a sudden, everything was hitting the shelves. With, it was, everything was remixed. Everything was redone. That's it, yeah. exactly. I, I think I did. I think yeah. it was literally the theme song with an extra bass in it. That's all it was. <laughs> but fuck me, did it work? And I played that shit so it much. It was unreal. did a lot of singles. I think I wore my tape out on that as well. <laughs> I should have got the CD. But hey, pocket money. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I, yeah. Power Rangers, it has to be done. It's one of the all-time greats as an intro. Let's put it that way. Uh, it only got better as the show progressed on and then you got to see Dragonzord evolve and then you saw him evolve with Megas. Oh my God, I'm getting hard on thinking of it. Uh, yeah, Power Rangers, my number four. Let's go to number threes. Number three. Howard, we are moving over to your cartoon, sir. What is your well, cartoon go number three? North of the British borders for this one. We are looking at a cartoon uh, that was in the early 80s, and it is the Family Nest. Oh, let's okay. have it. Mac 
80s all over that, isn't oh, it, mate? Good brilliant. God. <laughs> and I'm noticing a, a definite theme here that all of my theme tunes seems to explain the characters, the story. All, all in one, one yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a, a brilliant little cartoon. I used to watch it every single week. I mean, my, my elder sisters hated it. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching this shit again. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I, I have a, a few notes about this one. Um it was composed by a, uh, I'm assuming they're brothers, uh, a brother duo called Roger and Gavin Greenaway uh, mm-hmm. in 1984. Um, Gavin Greenaway was responsible for other programs around at a similar sort of time, uh, like Jimbo and Penny Crayon. Do you remember that? Yeah, Penny Crayon, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Um, well, this man, Jimbo, well, that was the plane, wasn't it? Jimbo and the yes, yes, I remember right. Jimbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, he later went on to score films like uh, The Thin Red Line, Gladiator, and Pearl Harbor. No way. All, all composed by Hans Zimmer. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, what what started life as as a composer for a, a silly little cartoon, um, The Family Nest, went on to Happy really hell. really big things. Um, Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I know exactly. Who'd have thought? But yeah, I mean the cartoon itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's weird how you just hear that and you're like oh this guy did Gladiator as well I was like you'd never put the two no, together would you no. unreal no, another catchy little film tune um, <laughs> did you write the film tune he did write the film tune he saw the film tune yeah I, I loved it I mean I, I don't know what else to say about it really it's another thing that I, I recommend people go out and watch it, it's very nostalgic just a, a little 20 minutes of fun um, it, it was followed the exploits of uh, I believe they were a brother and sister can't remember the names of them, but that they would go down to the, the lock and, and every single time. It's usually one of the silly Loch Ness monsters has decided to leave the lock and go into the town and create havoc, and all the other Loch Ness monsters have to get together and, and go fish him out and take him back. Um, but there was the, the, the mystical bagpipes. I, I think the, the, the pipe was called something like Toots McFart or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking no, way. No, something like Toots that. Toots McFart. Something like that. I need to check this uh, shit out. Yeah. I, I think I'm elaborating slightly, but that's what my memory is telling me. Uh, yeah, and then they played the mystical that, bagpipes. That sounds like It ties them back into the water. Yeah, it's just good fun. But it was a theme tune more than anything. Um, I watched the cartoon, but yeah. I yeah, think. I mean, I remember the thing. I never really watched it, but I, I definitely watched the the Jimbo and the Penny Crayons. So again, they both had catchy things, but get, I actually watched those episodes. Yeah, they as came well. later. I think they were like 1990, 1991, right. something like that. So that, that was in in the later in this gentleman's career. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it was always family nest for me. Yeah, it's just nice catchy little theme tune. Nice, mate. Uh, so what is the actual pick then? Your, what is your actual number three? So I was, as a kid, I was allowed to watch a, uh, and I believe it used to be showed on a Sunday night, um, around about nine o'clock on a BBC Two. I used to watch the exploits of Blackadder. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. As many of us yeah. did. Yeah. And uh, loved it. Absolutely loved it. Genius. Uh, you probably, you know, it's one of those TV programs that people look at now and go, oh, God, yeah, Blackadder. Yeah. yeah. Only noises, blah, blah. But no, it was a genius TV program. Mm. Well, several members of, of the uh, production crew and uh, an actor went on to produce Maid Marian and Her Merry Men. Nice. Oh, yeah. So that's the actual yeah. pick. Yeah. That's Maid Marian. Yep. Yeah. Let's wow. hear it then. Marian. Why don't you carry on with what you're doing? Who says always trouble? Who 
very like chapel-y, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Yeah, it's got that gospel feel. Yeah, very gospel. So why May Mary? Just because of the connection with Blackadder then? Or? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I, I was familiar with Blackadder at the time. Um, didn't always get all of the jokes, obviously, but the humour, it was very it was very tongue-in-cheek, very slapstick, and, and as a kid, I loved it. So well, to find out that Tony Robinson was, mm. it was the, the sheriff in Maid yeah. Marion... Yeah. Um, Hence really the connection. Yeah, he, exactly. he was Baldrick and Blackadder. He was Baldrick yeah. in Blackadder. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was great. Um, it was a good show. I, I you, remember watching that. I enjoyed that. Well, yeah. you, you had um, Danny John Jules, who was Cat yes, from Red Dwarf. He Cat was in from it Red as well. Dwarf. No, I yeah. tried to remember the name of his character. It will come back to me in a second. Um, oh, what was his name? Let me Google it. Yeah, because that, that's yeah. going to bug me otherwise. Um, but yeah, I loved I loved Cat. So obviously, Red Dwarf was a big thing of, of for me at the time. Mm. So that was another in for Maid Marian. Um, but the TV show was all about the fact that uh, Maid Marian was the the head of this band of robbers, and mm. Robin was kind of like a weedy psychic. Um, and it all fell from a joke where um, when they're trying to escape from the sheriff, and Maid Marian turns around to Robin and goes, "Robin." Hood. So he puts his hood up. <laughs> yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah. And, and Sheriff goes, oh, Robin Hood. And it just goes on from there. But yeah, May Marion is, is the main protagonist uh, or antagonist in, in this particular um, serial. But yeah, a great, another great theme tune. Um, it, Barrington. Barrington, that's right. That was his yeah. Yeah, and I remember there was a character called Snooker as well because um, he in- inadvertently creates the game of snooker. Mm. Silly little gags like that. Yeah, um, yeah very very tongue-in-cheek, very slapstick and, and uh, a banging little theme. And how was your transition from the two shows? Because obviously it's trying to be like the same comedy but you can't do so much for as no, kids. No, as of, like... co- of course. It was, it was heavily sanitised but you can tell that a lot of it was, was it literally wanted to tell the naughty side of the joke. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. And I think that was all down to Tony Robinson. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it, it didn't quite get there. So uh, as a kid, yeah, you're still laughing along to the stories because... But, it, it's, it, but it, a lot of it goes over your head because there's, uh, yeah, so, there's a lot I'm, of adult humour in there. And I'm sure there so is. So if your mum and dad would have sit there and watch it with you, they'd probably get that joke. But it would just yeah, go... chuckling Doom. away because mm. they got the fact that... And you're thinking, what are they laughing at? That's not very funny. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously <laughs> was, so, uh, yeah. Well, yeah well, I used to love shows like that. <laughs> and I mean, a lot of the 80s shows did that yeah, yeah. Uh, they were very naughty um, and told a lot I think uh, we'll go into it another time but yeah there's lots of shows that I could name that they explicitly told very naughty dirty jokes that kids did not get kids didn't want to get regardless no. yeah but then again a lot of shows had it in there yeah, and you go back oh, and look yeah, at it yeah, yeah. 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 You get, we might do an episode on it who knows anything else that may marry sir no I don't think so no no nice John uh, what have you picked for your number My three? Number three is Thunderbird. <gasps> the original Thunderbird. Nice. It's, go for it. I do love this fucking intro. It's so good. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Thunderbirds are go. Gerardo. <laughs> and the thing is, and this is the actual theme, isn't the actual, it? Yeah, that was the build-up. Such a good song, yeah, man. They go together. You can't yeah. listen to one without no. the other. You know. So why Thunderbirds, sir? Obviously, why not? But <laughs> exactly. Um, I'll be honest. This was very close to going to my list. Oh, right, very, very okay. close. 
Yeah, it would have been number six or seven. Again, it's, it's heavy into sci-fi. Uh, it's about uh, you know uh, uh, a family. They live on this desert island, and the father used to be an engineer with with someone like NASA or someone like that. Uh, he's a, a billionaire, or whatever. He uses his money to uh, design these like aircraft and and machines, and they use them to basically go around the world and 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 solve things that have gone wrong you know some of it is um uh sabotage some of it is espionage some of it is people who just are having an accident and, and it's to save them and it's every week it's a different story the music stays the same obviously mm. but you kind of get invested in it and the characters in it and it's got one of those tunes that you hear it no matter where you are you're you know what it is and you're and you're coming and again it's a show that i was listening to and it's like you have it's, to listen to it is one thing but you really you need to watch the the, the the intro because that's that along with the music tells you everything you're going to want to know. It was one of the first shows that Jerry Anderson done that actually showed you snippets of what's going to happen in this episode. And I love when openings yeah. do that. Yeah, I, it's, Howard, it's I don't know if you remember or if you've watched it, but Battlestar Galactica, the remake, yeah. Yeah. Yes. did exactly that as well. The same thing, yeah. They did the exact same thing. They're like, well, let's throw snippets of yeah. what's to come. Yeah. I and love they, it when they do very, that. They're very quick. They're very short. They're tiny little snippets. Then you watch them and you're thinking, oh my God, this episode is going to be really good today. And it, and it hooked you. Because it does. 100%. And, you, and you, you stayed sitting there and it was like, Mum, make me a cup of tea or something. Because you, you didn't, you didn't dare. Your go, dinner's on the table. No, I, don't I don't care. I'll give me an hour. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come back to it in a minute, sort of thing. Do you know what I mean? Thunderbird Four's yeah, actually going to oh, come out this time. You, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it was just one of those shows that it had me hooked. I constantly would, every time it was come on, I would drop whatever it was I was doing, go and sit and watch it. Hundred percent. Because yeah. in them days, you didn't. There was no, you know, there was no. Um, uh, VCRs and stuff like so you couldn't record the show or anything like that. So when you're a kid, it's either you either watch it now because it's on now, or you missed it. You missed it, yeah, exactly. There was no, there was no. Let's go back. You'd have to re- wait for the rewind was, at least, there, wouldn't there, you? There was no rewind. It was not. It was obviously not a live show, but it's it's on now, and you can't. You know, you can't pause it. Yeah. So a lot of people listening to today, they don't. Re- they obviously don't realize that the technology you've got today, we didn't have that all those years ago. So you either sat and watched it now, or you missed it. Mm. And it was a case of, you didn't want to miss it, because you'd go to school tomorrow, and then your friends would tell you. Yeah. So that, that element is still around now. And you never knew when you were going to see it again. No, exactly, because because it, it made, it, it's not like, oh, it'll be on again tomorrow. That 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 wasn't on in them days. It That, I think, was 70s, 80s or something. That came, it started coming in. Mm. But in the late 60s, early 70s, you didn't know any of that. You either watched it, sat and watched it now, or you didn't watch it at all. Yeah, I think uh, America, it was a thing, but in the UK, yeah. reruns just wasn't a thing. No, no, exactly, yeah. And uh, and with Jerry Anderson, he he wanted this upbeat music. He wanted it shot in colour uh, because... Uh, um, and I didn't know this until I was doing my research. The reason he wanted his shows to go... Because he started, obviously, with black and white. And he worked his way up into doing colour programs. And the reason he did colour is so he could sell the rights to America. Because they were way ahead of the UK mm. with colour television. So, and you know, in the 60s and 70s, colour TV was just kind of like starting to come out here. It, well, I remember starting off, we had black and white to start with. But for him to make money, to be able to make more shows and stuff, he needed to sell the rights to the shows to America. So therefore he had to do it in colour. Thunderbirds wouldn't have worked in black and white. No. Because the, the, the Thunderbirds themselves, the vehicles... 
just they they've all got colors. specific colours, haven't they? Significant yeah. colours, and also like, you like, wouldn't get that from a black and white. It, would it you? aired on was it ITC? What was yeah. it? Yeah, so ITV at the time, but they were the yeah. channel, the only channel that was doing colour because yeah. BBC wasn't no. producing again. I, again, I caught a rerun because it came out in 1965. I was only one, so I wouldn't have watched it then. So I would have, I would have watched it in the late sixties, yeah, I mean, seventies. That was a rerun. I watched I it, it. Late, I think BBC Two reran it in yeah. late eighties, early nineties. So mm. that's how I got into it. But it just goes mm. to show that they keep re-showing yeah. it, and another generation can still yeah. like it to what it was when it first yeah, came exactly. out. Exactly. So the lead, the lead character, Jeff Tracy, he had five sons, and each of his sons had a specific craft. So whether it be a, a plane or a rocket or a submarine, or one of them was in space, and one of his sons so was up there, and he he mon- he basically monitored the world. So whenever whenever there was a, a something going wrong, I felt sorry for him. He had the lamest yeah, one out did, of all of them. Did, didn't he? Yeah. Him and Gordon yeah. were just under underutilized, weren't they? Yeah, it was always it, Scott and uh, Scott and Virgil, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, because I mean Thunderbird one was blue and silver, and it was a hypersonic rocket plane. Mm. It was the fastest, wasn't it? it? Was out of all of them, one. it was used for fast response and danger. It never really did anything, did it? Scott would just no, go there and analyze the yeah. situation a bit. Right yeah. now, send these fuckers. Yeah, yeah. And Thunderbird, Thunderbird two was yeah. the main one. Yeah, I mean, Thunderbird two was the granddad. He's because that, oh, that carried everything. That, that that had every every all the vehicles. Yeah, it, uh, it used to go up on it. it. Had these legs that would that would like um like, the like pods like, that lift, scroll like across, and there'd be a different pod for a different mission, and each pod would have a different little vi- like a like a like a secondary vehicle or whatever in it. That's right. And depending on whatever the crisis was that they were going to, they would they would say, oh, we're going to need pod five. And pod, and they'd all roll along. And yeah, they'd have a drill five, or something yeah, like that in it. Yeah, or, and it yeah. was just, I just loved that. Like, as a kid, you're like, oh, my God, really? You, you just like you just can't stop watching programs I, like that. And they, yeah. were, and they were on for 50 minutes. Yeah, it was a long whereas, time. Whereas a lot of programs were 20 minutes, half hour. This was for 50 minutes. Yeah. Like you it, couldn't condense this into you, half you, an hour, no, no you chance. Could, you, you couldn't, you no. couldn't, no. You, it, 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 it needed to be the length that it was. And there was no padding, it told a lot of stories. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a lot of his characters, he, it's, like, it's like Lady Penelope. Her, uh, I didn't know this until I was doing the research. Her name, because to me, she's always been Lady Penelope, because that's all she's called in the film, mm. or in the shows. But she's actually Lady Penelope Crichton Ward. That's his actual surname. <laughs> Never knew that. Well, I, exactly, but they don't, I, don't ever th- I don't think they ever tell you what her surname is and she's this rich person and she so she lives in england in in in, in a big mansion and she she's she, like a secret agent or something she's or sort of, she, she kind of is and it's like her her driver is apparently is an he's an ex-safe cracker called parker but he's yes, he's a, but he's always he's always known as parker it's like it's like parker get the rolls or something but he's he's First name is Aloysius Ride. Aloysius Parker. Aloysius Parker. Which is like, like so as, a, as a kid, they never tell you that. <laughs> so it was just, it's, quite, it's quite funny going back. Because uh, I remember there's, there was a whole episode with just Lady Penelope where yes. I, think she, I think she plays the part of like a, a super spy, but she, mm. I can't remember if she falls in love or there was an old flame and she needed yeah. to trick this guy. But yeah, it, yeah, they followed that theme of her being. Mm. Sort of a, a into espionage. Yeah. It's good that they did that though, because yeah. she was always a side character, even though she yeah. was there. Yeah. She was like, yeah. And of course, but but Lady Penelope was based on Jerry Anderson's wife, and Jerry Anderson was obviously you know he's the producer, he produced her, and his wife Sylvia. So Lady Penelope is basically the cartoon, or not the cartoon, but the super marionation they called it. So so she's the super marionation version of his wife Sylvia, so or Sylvie. So um, so when it was, was quite when, when it says actually. at the end of the. Intro filmed in Super Super Mario Nation. But what did that actually mean? Well, because it, it was it was 
Because um, I always thought it was a kid. It was like a specific camera or a specific colour. Well, Mario or comes from marionette, doesn't it? And I, I, from my understanding, it was, yeah, the, it, was it was the technique that he developed with yeah. these puppets. It was, right, so it, it, it wasn't like anything like, oh, it's shot in 4K or something no, or whatever no, it was. I never knew that. I thought elect- it was like electronic, a... Electronic marionette puppetry, which yeah. he called super marionette. Right, so it was just, so right, it was, so it was just basically it was the puppet term, side of it. Yeah, it was his term for that. Film, filmed with puppets, and, basically. And I think whether he patented it or not I don't right. know because I don't think there was many shows that, that kind of no there wasn't current, and if there were they were like his shows yeah. Um, oh yeah he paid the way for that but yeah it's like where was it it ran for I mean, you know, two, two, two series, seasons wasn't it and then days, there was a movie wasn't there yeah that was recently or well I say no no not as in like the live action there was an actual oh, no, there, yeah, there was yeah, an Thund- actual puppet Thunderbirds Thund- Thund- yeah. yeah that was Thunderbirds Ago yeah but it's like there was 32 episodes over two series it's, it's mm. only, see nowadays it's like you get 10 maybe 12 that's a season nowadays that's that's a, yeah, <laughs> yeah now it's like you know it's 32 and each one was 50 minutes like I said yeah um, but it was the follow up from Four Feather Falls, Supercar, Fireball XL5, then you had Stingray, then you had Thunderbirds, and then you had... And a, then some... And, um, yeah, my, yeah, another yeah. one on my... <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah. No, don't go there just yet, sir. Yes, no. Um, but but let's, um, go, let's go back to the intro for a sec. Again, we get the countdown first bit, yes, right? Yeah. Um, sh- okay, it's a countdown, but mm. you're still getting the intro yeah. to the vehicles yeah. as well. Yeah. That's it, what I loved about that. Because each, each vehicle had a number. Yeah, and so, it would zoom so, in, it was, yeah. it was zoomed in so the number, it would pull out, so wouldn't it? Say, you, you, you listen to it, and you'll think, oh, yeah, yeah, but the, but the, the, you know, the five, five, four, three, two, one mean nothing to you when you listen to it, so you have to watch it. Yeah. Because each number, the vehicle would come up on the screen. Like I say, it would zoom into it, so you'd see the vehicle, mm. and then four was the next vehicle, and then you had three, and then you had two, and then you had So each, so the countdown, although it was a countdown to the next bit of music was also the countdown to show you the vehicles and i just and i just love that and plus and then while the music was playing you'd get the snippets of what's going to be happening in the episode today sort of thing yeah never spoiled it, so it and i clever. think it's sh- something that the show should do now oh, yeah, yeah. you know i think that'd be friggin awesome yeah. i miss that sort of like like how yeah. I said it was like oh that little hype like oh this is what's gonna happen yeah. and then it, like you said it would leave on a yeah. cliffhanger to that yeah. little snippet as well yeah. oh it's man like, fucking love like when they used to say, shows do that like they they'd be on like the radio talking to each other and they'd go fab and no one ever knew what fab stood I for. asked my parents that oh, no, and no they would never answer because my dad was like okay or Roger yeah, but, or yeah, something well, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because, but Jerry Anderson himself was asked what it meant and he said well it didn't really mean anything it's just that in the sixties everything was fab. So he said, so he just shortened it down to fab. But apparently, because it came, I think, was it before Stingray or after, after Stingray, wasn't it? Um, FAB began, they realised that it meant, um, oh, what was it? Um, f- oh, I did have it here. Um, Anyway, moving on. <laughs> no, 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 no. There, there is an, in, an initialization. Of, um, How cool! Something, it? something like, um, um, in, in, not not quite, but like, like the message was understood. Mm. There was a way of saying it, and it, and the initials were FAB, and everyone just said that that's actually what he meant. But but him not being a a military person, he he just picked the word without realizing that actually that word they wouldn't say fab, but they would say the words 
So, and it's the same in, in Stingray. Stingray is another one. Um, and But they actually say what it means. Right. And he never did for Thunderbirds, but that's where I think a lot of the fans have worked out. that That's actually what he meant, but not being a military person himself, he didn't quite understand. So it's quite interesting when you look at it at that point away. I still think um, uh, uh, Thunderbird 4 should have been Stingray. That would have been pretty cool. Oh, oh, do you know yeah. what? That, that would have been a great crossover, yeah, actually. That would have been yeah. Good, yeah. Or Thunderbird 6. Do you know what I mean? Stingray is Thunderbird 6 or yeah, something. Yeah, just all of a sudden. Be, just and it would actually anyway. be, what's his name? Troy Tempest actually Troy driving Tem- it. But it would be Troy Tracy, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, again, I, I, I friggin' love Thunderbirds. I will back Thunderbirds the mm. day I die. I was so into it. I, have, I think I still even have all my toys and stuff and whatnot. Um, but I like how it's a, like I said earlier, oh, I it's a it, further yeah. generation thing that still goes on today. Yeah. I know they've kind of redone it with like CGI now, hasn't it, and whatnot. Yeah. And it's obviously not as good, is it? I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's fine. I, admit, I did like the film, but obviously it's. it's Jonathan Frakes did that. Yeah, didn't he? he did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, I didn't know that. He did oh. that. Yeah. I remember when they put it in the sun and they mentioned that Ben Kingsley was going to be the hood. It's like, oh yeah. my god, that's <laughs> yeah. the best piece of casting <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking he, awesome. He, this movie's going to be great. And was born to play the hood, wasn't he? Yeah. But yeah, um, FAB stood for fully advised and briefed. Oh, of course. So of course, like you've got FAB. to spoil it all, John. Just well, live oh, it to have the know. magic yeah. unsolved. <laughs> and it's like in Stingray, they had PWOR, which was proceeding with orders received. So yeah, they they made sense, but it was a military kind of a thing. So him not being a military man, I think these are things that were probably given to him in a script, maybe to whatever for him to do. And so someone obviously knew what these phrases would mean because they were. Although they're not military, they're they're they they kind of are, if you know what I mean. You know, they they mean the types of vehicles and stuff that they have. Normal people wouldn't have access to them. Mm. So, but yeah, that, that, that's what I, mean, I used to love. It, what every every week is like, what are the, where are they going to be? Are they going to be in space today, or are they going to be in some some country, wherever? And they're of course with the hypersonic, you know, um, Thunderbird One, they're able to get there really quickly. They could be on the other side of the world in an hour, kind of a thing, you know. Thunderbird 2 takes yeah. like a half a day to yeah, get there. Exactly. <laughs> I was still just, burning! Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was quite good. And it's got, like I say, it's got a catchy catchy tune with two parts to it, and you have to listen to both. Yeah, it's... And then, it, like I say, in the video, such a good intro, you get, you get all the snippets, and you think, yeah, that's it, I'm, 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 I'm sitting to watch this now. But because, like I say, in them days, you, you couldn't pause it and say, oh, do you know what, I'll go and have my dinner and then come back to it. You, you either sat and watched it or you missed it, so... Mm. It's like there's another Jerry Anderson show I prefer, mm. but I this as theme tunes go, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. the fucking granddaddy yeah, of yeah, Jerry yeah. Anderson oh, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, good yeah. pick, sir. Anything else on it at all? No, that's it, mate. Nice. My number two, we're gonna stick with the early nineties again, and I've picked the X Men theme. Oh yeah. By Fox Kids. Uh let's have a quick listen. goes on and on there's no words into this but um why have i picked this um as a theme song mm. right so basically x-men is a very big nostalgia thing for me so uh i used to live in london before i moved to Croydon, where i am now uh i moved here in 92 and very much where i used to spend a lot of time with my cousin in london he was the person that got me into marvel and dc and stuff we used to do like um those choose your own adventure books with um yeah. very much like dungeon dragons but with marvel characters and that's right. where he taught me about marvel characters 
Um, so as a, a young under ten year old, that's recently mid recording, got no friends, no nothing at the time. There used to be a comic book shop called Words End in mm. Crawley. I've heard um, it. And I remember going in there at one point, and I wanted to buy a book. I had like tuppence for you know pocket money at the time, but I wanted to go with Marvel something. And the guy obviously saw who I was and what I was trying to look for. And he gave me a, an issue of X-Men. Right. Didn't know who it was, who they were, never mm-hmm. read them. It was issue one of Jim Lee's run. Right. Um, okay. So it's not like issue one of X-Men. It's just no, no, no. an issue one of yeah. Jim Lee's run. Uh, and it was like the Gen- Genesis, yeah. uh, Magneto and all that sort of stuff. And I friggin' love this book. I still oh. own this book to this day. Oh, wow. Okay. A couple of years later, my parents had bought Sky. Again, Sky Cable Wars yeah, yeah. at the time. My parents got Sky. Yeah. And there used to be uh, a kid's show on Saturday mornings. I think it was called cool cat or something like that. I can't remember. It was like a big cat mascot and he would play kids shows, whatever mm. it was. And then one time X-Men came on. So obviously I continued to go to the store, buy more issues yeah. of the, you know, have you got the next issue and whatnot. Um, so I was heavily into X-Men. So when this series came out, that's when the intro comes out. And when the intro yeah. shows you all the characters, mm-hmm. it shows you the big names, what their powers can do. Again, there's no lyrics to it. Mm. Um, but I was like, oh my God, there's Cyclops, there's Beast, yeah. there's Rogue, there's Gambit. And I was, holy shit, I was just like, mm. so much jizz was coming out, this <laughs> nine-year-old Ant-Man at the time. Just, holy shit. I mean, oh. what I was reading at the time, I mean, hands down, I'm going to say now, X-Men is, is my favourite part of Marvel, full stop. Right. Everyone was for pick Avengers, Captain America, Wolf or whatever. Mm. But X-Men for me is yeah. like the, the books that got me through yeah, before yeah. I started making actual friends... Uh, here and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of like we all have that little loneliness and what we got for as nerds to get through and become, you know, you know, nerds were like fucking has-beens back then. Nerds is like, or <laughs> well, geeks is like the yeah. new thing in now, isn't it, sort of thing. So uh, when this came out, this was like the show for me. The intro is friggin' awesome. I still believe that the the tune goes well today's mm. today's standards it does. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know a friend of mine. I think Stuart. Hello, Stuart from Ledger Podcast. If you're listening, has this as a ringtone because oh, it's wow. like one of the, one of his favourites as well. Okay. Um, but also, I've mentioned on the podcast before. Uh, at the very beginning of this. Mm. Intro, it says in brackets at the bottom, in stereo. Oh, oh yes. Wow. yes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I remember my dad saw me watching it once and they're like, he said, oh, it's in stereo. Hmm, okay. And then literally like a few months later, we actually bought a surround sound system oh, wicked. and actually tested it to see yeah. if it was in stereo. And it actually it was, was, but yeah. only just the, the theme. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the episode <laughs> no, is no. just normal yeah, mono. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so a big, big nostalgia bait for me with X-Men. You mentioned X-Men anytime I will be there. I friggin' yeah. love X-Men, whether it's the comics, the show, the intro... I'm there, and mm. it's one of those ones that will always remind me of the time where I was a loner because I was a new kid in town, and I'll never forget Words End. You know, obviously we had another comic book store after that, but Words End was the one mm. that got me to stick with these characters, mm. this and and Marvel itself and whatnot. So that's why X Men has to be my number three. Oh. Um, let's go to the number twos. <laughs> Number two. Howard, we are going back to cartoons. What is the number two, sir? Back to the 80s. And uh, this appeared on my original kids' TV shows list. Not the number one, um, but really, I think for me... Close to number one? Yeah, very close. I think it was number two. It's, It's one of the granddaddies of them all. Transformers. Nice. We're going with the original Transformers, yeah? Yes, please. (laughs) 
Transformers, more than meets the eye. Autobots wage their battle to destroy the evil forces of the Decepticons. The Transformers, robots in disguise. The Transformers, more than meets the eye. The eighties laser sound. I fucking love it. <laughs> How cool is that? That's such a great opening. Yeah, yeah, and it got me every time. Um, Yeah, totally 80s. And uh, it would have been my number one, I think, on my kids' TV uh, list, the original list. But, um, well, funny enough, it was number two on that list and it's number two on this one. Um, I love Transformers. It's great. Um, And the theme tune, yeah, hooks you, just like many of the others. Um, But as anime-wise, it's like... It's got like the action part of it with actually transforming, and the animation is yeah. quite fast for yeah, it is. an intro it, and stuff, and how they do it. It's like, fucking hell, that's and that's eighties, you know. Is. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the first examples of that, and and yeah, a lot of our uh, yours and mine and uh, our picks seem to have the same sort of elements, and that mm, was one yeah. of the original ones that did it. Um, it was composed by uh, a duo called Ford Kinder and Anne Bryant. Now I looked up Ford Kinder, and he was responsible for things like uh, My Little Pony, uh, GI Joe. Oh, wow. so, okay. Yeah, yeah, cartoons so he's got, like that. He's got quite a few. So quite, quite a, quite yeah. a background he's to eighties stuff. He's got the pedigree. Yeah. So uh, uh, I think this was probably the, the biggest one that he hmm. did. Um, the thing I like about this theme tune in particular, uh, the show I love more, uh, is that it spawned the. Uh, if for the 1986 movie, yes, the movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was known as the Power Metal Arrangement by Lion. Um, oh, wow, for, for the, the, the movie itself, and I don't know if Anne can find it, but the I, I think it, it's the fact that I love the tune from the film more than I love the TV. Well, any oh, any particular okay. song from there? No, no the, the, the Transformers the theme, theme oh, the actual theme from the movie by Lion from the movie. It absolutely, I still, I think I said this on the other podcast, I still listen to it to this day, oh, wow. sadly, yeah. because it kicks such yeah. fucking ass. Right. It is, uh, oh, he's it was, got it, I think. If he's got it, <laughs> is this it? Uh, yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. Wait for the guitar. Yeah. Here it comes, oh, here it comes. Yeah. Um, we talk about hair metal. I mean, this, yeah. is, this is it. Transformers! If you want some stadium rock, this is the God, yeah. Because you imagine if the TV show started like this. Oh, yeah. oh, I think I'd be number one. Everything, then. I would drop everything yeah. and just go for it. Yeah, I'd be yeah. throwing stuff out of the window. Little, little H would be jizzing yeah. his own pants in that for Jesus. that one. Yeah, it, it, yeah. That is true. But I, you talking about that, right? No, we did the film episode, right? Songs for specific films. I am kicking myself that I yeah, forgot about you know the, touch. Yeah. Oh, uh, the touch. Yeah. The touch. I, do you know what? You, you, we finished recording. I, you guys left and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Do you know Transformers, what? Yeah, the touch. It should yeah. have been on that episode. Now you're saying it. I can't believe I didn't include it myself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <Damn>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a cracking tune. What a great film. Uh, but yeah, the, the TV series itself. So uh, obviously it spawned that, which is brilliant. But um, yeah, it just it, it embodies the 80s for me. And, oh, gotcha. Uh, and it, clearly from my list, the 80s is, is what it's all about. Um, but Transformers, yeah, brilliant. Nice, mate. Uh, so what is the actual number two? Well, I know you're going to love this one, and this is Nightmare. Nice! Oh, Here we go. Okay. Yeah.
short but sweet, mate. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, what was that? What, 20 seconds again? 24. Seconds? Uh, no, 25, 25. Sorry, big pardon. 25 seconds. Wicked. And if you want adventure, if you want fantasy, it was all wrapped yeah. up in that one theme show. Yeah. I, mean, I, must, I must admit, I mean, listen, this, this was so 80s. close to being on my on my list, mate. Yeah, the um, 80s shows I, had the best thing. I took it out. I took it out last minute and put Games Master in because again, I, oh, I, okay, I game I, related, game yeah, related. Yeah. But it was yeah. just the fact that I think I uh, I was more getting into that video game side of no, things, no, so that's why enough. I kind of tuned them. But yeah, it would have been on there regardless. I mean, I think we been... uh, obviously this was on, on my list for the, the previous previous show, and we, we talked at length about Nightmare. We did. Um, uh, it's a great show, but it, it absolutely packed that punch. So the second you hear the theme tune, you, you're invested. Oh, you yeah. know what. But it's the animation's good as well. It's oh, very you know like yeah, your 80s Dungeon, Dungeon Dragons sort of looking yes, thing, it isn't did. it? And, yeah. and, and, and I think I talked about D and D the cartoon at the time, but yeah, it, it made me want a nightmare cartoon. Yeah, right. so much to, to that degree because it was so good. Uh, and I, I and I'll be honest, I thought it was that before I even was introduced to the show. Oh, uh, right, I thought okay. it was a cartoon, and then when it went to like this game show with three D walls and stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, this is intriguing. It, it was a different <laughs> kind of brilliant, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, nightmare, nightmare. Just yeah, it, it takes me right back. It's, it, what, I think if you was to get say what embodies the 80s and childhood and, and things like that for you and this would be very very high on the list 100%. Yeah. any list. Mu- music was such an important part of these shows they, like, like you say they, they had to it had to hook you it, yeah and, so and they it, did it, and, it, and some of them sound like songs that might be in the charts or something do you know what I mean so you can you kind of hear and think yeah, who, who, who's singing that then? Which, ba- which band is this? And then you realise it's a TV it's show. A TV think, show yeah, oh yeah. shit! Hang on a minute. And so, like I say, when you're listening to it, it sounds pretty good. But I imagine the video that went with it is is obviously even better. Mm. So I don't remember watching that show, but the this bloody catchy now, tune. Um, I, another reason why this was going to go in my top five was um, I'd gone to a board game expo with the guys from Board Stupid High Guys. If you're listening, and they'd done a uh, nightmare live reenactment oh, no, thing, really? and oh. it was so much fun. It, it was basically a comedy show, but what they did because they would they, they hired a room uh, in a hall in a, um, in a hotel, right? like a Hilton right. hotels. So they've only got so much to do with audience watching as well. And what they did was just comedy gold. But when they played the theme, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, I forgot how good this theme song was." Okay. Um, but absolutely fun. If they ever do it next year, I highly recommend you go watch it. It's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I mean that was again. Another reason why this could have gone on there, but um, when they were um, like dancing to it and whatnot, and then he said something like, "Oh, guys, that was the theme tune of the eighties back then." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was. It was a- like you say, it was an energy drink for your ears. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, as you and I have discussed, we both loved Nightmare TV program. Mm. But it, it got you. It really got you revved up, and then mm. you go into sort of a, a more slow plodding place. Because it's like you get in, you'd get in from school, and you'd be tired from being at school because you're a kid, you know, and you've been at school. What you think is all day and so you're you're tired and then that comes on and it's like you know you you perk up straight away don't you because you know what's coming next and i I think creators of kids tv shows at the time knew what they were doing oh gotcha do do you remember when every time in the show where the player would go into another room and they'd be like where am i and they'll be like, "Oh, you're in a room." And you're the live in a room. That's it. And the live when the live fingers like they'll be like, "Should just come on stage and be like, where am I?" And all the audience will go, "You're in a room." <laughs> <laughs> it was so fun, man. There but, are four walls. Brilliant. But yeah, nightmare, mate. What a pick. Hundred percent. Really agree, agree with that, mate. Good choice. Anything else on it at all? No, nothing we haven't discussed before. Nice. So, John, mm-hmm. your number two, please. 
Line number two is Captain Scarlet and Jerry Anderson again. Here we go. The finger is on the trigger. About to unleash a force with terrible powers beyond the comprehension of man. Spooky as fuck this was. This force we shall know as the Mysterons. Yeah, it was quite adult in in his tone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need that as a text message, Mertone. I have have got it somewhere on my phone. So why Captain Scarlet, sir? Uh, I think because, again, Jerry Anderson, I grew up with Jerry Anderson stuff, um, and I think I liked it because it was a, it was a darker version of the other shows that I'd watched. Um, and it's, this, this, it, it's all about, it's like this one character, and you can't kill him. He's this immortal Captain Scarlet. Um, and it's all, like, all, like, you know, he'd have all these different missions and things, and, and, and you know, you had, because the full name is Captain Scarlet and the Mistrons. And the Mistrons were a race of people on Mars, um, and in the in, in the, the opening episode, um, Captain Black, I believe, isn't it? I think it was and Black, Captain yeah. Scarlet um, are in this. I, do you know what Manda, Mandela effect? I always thought it was Agent Black. No, no, they were. Yeah, they were all captains. They were all captains. Yeah. All captains but, you had, fact, but you I had think Colonel White was the he was guy the in charge. Yeah. Yes, I think all was, the were He was the guy in the chair, right? Captain yes. Black and Captain Blue yes. who were on Mars. Yeah. Um, yes, to begin with. Yes. And yeah, because they they, and they, they see um, like a shimmer, and they're not sure what it is, and they so they think that this whatever this thing is is going to attack them. So they decide to attack first, and they destroy what they think it is, and it turns out to be this, this like, Mistron city. But they can't kill the Mistrons. So when they think, right, you know, when the dust kind of settles, they realise that, hang on, the city is still there. So now the Mistrons are like, right, well, then we're going we're gonna to punish Earth for Well, I always love that this. scene, because they, they blow up their, their city, and yeah. then I, th- I think it regenerates, doesn't it? Yeah. And then they go, we were going to give you the secrets yeah. of the Mistrons, yeah. but now, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! <laughs> oh dear, it's just so funny. But I just loved all the different characters in it, and you know, and I and I just angels I mean, as well. Yeah, yeah you had you had the you had the the, the angels. Yeah, um, they flew these like special planes, and it was a bit like see, this is where it's a bit like Marvel. they're like white jets, weren't they? Yeah, so, they, they yeah. had these 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 white jets, uh, but they they had like like what's in the Marvel films? Like they had a, like a like a heli carrier. But it was like it was up in up in it the was sky. Cloud, cloud based, cloud based. They called it, you know. But it looked and like a Marvel helicarrier. Yeah, it's yeah, 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 it like yeah. a giant yeah. helicarrier. So I mean, it's ahead of its time. Um, I think the show itself was ahead of its oh, time. Gotcha. I have said hundreds of times this needs to be live action. Yeah, this would yeah. be fucking they awesome. Did, they did do a version of it, uh, and they CGI'd it all. It's no, but it's no. not quite the same. It's exactly. I mean, I've I've got it at home. It's exactly the same. Episodes. There's nothing's changed. It's just that everything's CGI. All mm. oh, the same and stories. So, yes, yeah, exactly oh, the same stories. I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's exactly the same stories, but it's, but it's it's like more modern in a sense right. that because it, everything everything all the vehicles all the people everything in it it's all CGI. 
And it's not bad, but you, you can't beat the original. Do you know what I mean? It's never going to be as good as the original. Mm. I would put it out as, as a 6 or a 7 out of 10, whereas the original is obviously a 10, you know what I mean, or a 9, you know. So, and I just loved all, I just loved it. It was a different story every week, and you had these mist runs, but you had these, like, these two circles of light that used to travel together. Um and so if if, if that's they, all you saw of them, wasn't they, it? They, they were able to like replicate people and stuff like that. So they would kill, say, the vice president of some company or whatever, because they needed to get access to maybe nuclear weapons or whatever. So they they would uh, um, stage an accident for this guy, and of course his car would go off the road, and you'd see him lying there dead, and then you'd see these two circles go over him, and then you'd get this voice. We are the Misterons, you know, and then this guy would come back to life, and yeah. he would he would go back to the company, and that they that was their you way. You knew he was overtaken. That was, now, yeah, that was you? their way of infiltrating. So it was quite clever. Like, and as a kid, when you're watching, you're like, "Fuck!" You know, this is like this way out there. Did it ever bother you that you never saw him? No, not no, really. It didn't no, matter. because it, no? no, no, because it, because it gave you that element of at, at the end of the day. Misterons, there was that element of mystery with mm. them. Yeah. So I didn't. I for me, I didn't need to see them. Do you know if there were, was ever a plan to see them at all? Or I don't know. You look it up now. I, am look, I, am, I, th- I I've think, got um, so much stuff here about it. If you'd if, if you'd have seen if they'd been unveiled, it would probably would have spoiled it. Sure, I think. Yeah, so. they they made thirty two episodes. Sixty seven. Was it with thirty two and Jerry know, Anderson? Yeah. Sixty seven to sixty eight. Again, it's so, two years. Two years. Like Thunderbirds. Yeah. Two years. And it was... Um, <laughs> He's got like a no yeah, yeah, no season yeah. three <laughs> contract. <laughs> it, was, it was the eighth of the ten puppet series that he created. And was it, it, lot, and it was nine and Thund- ten. Thunderbirds was before it, and then after it came Joe 90. Oh, yeah. Ah, Joe yeah, 90? Joe 90 and with then, the glasses, and yeah. And then The Secret Service was number ten. Uh, and yeah, I, never I don't remember seeing really, I never really watched, I don't think I ever watched it. I no, know of it, but I don't think I ever watched it. But um, they had these, so many tie-ins, because at that point... At that point, people started realizing that do you know what we can market this and make big money on it, which is another reason, like I said from the previous one, where he wanted these things done in color because he knew he could sell the rights in America. Well, yeah, you and can't. America, you can't have extra America was Captain Black huge, and Captain White, no, and, you know, it was, it was Captain huge, Green, or whatnot. Yeah, it was no a color. huge market. You know, a huge market in America. So there was, you know, the, you know, Dinky got on board and made the vehicles yeah, for it. Um, you know, and 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 you know, they were able. They were at that time were starting to put like VHS tapes out, so we were able to get the shows on VHS tape and stuff like that. So it was a huge marketing behind it all. And you had this story basically about this guy, he's immortal, and he it's like his his uh, mission is to try and stop the missed ones from doing what, what, they're, what they're trying to do. And it was always that element. You, you never saw them, but you'd know when they were around because they, they had this there. very deep voice. It's like, like I say, we are the mystery. And wherever those two yeah. lights fell, that's, oh, yeah. you knew that they yeah. were watching. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that happened good. to him, didn't it? Because that's that's how he becomes immortal. Yeah, they create him, and then something else happens, and he stays immortal. But he's like, but he's good. Whereas when they he's normally, not controlled anymore, when they, is yeah, when they normally uh, replicate, um, they're controlled by the Mistrons. So, like I said, they only pick people. Um, that have influence into certain because they yeah. they'll have a, they'll have an agenda a mm. hidden agenda. Didn't he? He fell from like a thousand feet up, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he fell. I think he's from some mast or some tower or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and um, yeah, because it's like a car chase before that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, he goes up, right, yeah, goes up yeah. this tower. That's like right. Say, yeah, it's, it's like a car park. Thing, it's, yeah. it's, it's meant to be this car park. And God knows how many levels are in it or whatever. And they get to the very top, and then and, and uh, the only way to stop them was to 
was to like destroy the tower. Yeah, like he knew that he was going to die because he didn't realize at that time that he was immortal. So they destroy the tower with him on it. So it's like he, he so you like as a character, you think, well, he's giving his life to save the world, sort of thing. And then he ends up not dying because the Mistrons have kind of like interfered, sort mm. of thing. And so it was quite, it was quite, quite. And then when you're a kid and you're watching it, like, it's like using the enemy's technology yeah, back yeah, at them, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's able, he's able to, he's able to pick out things, and and of course, then um, Captain Black, he's been replicated by the by the Mistrons and. Uh, at first, they don't realize, and then, then I think it's in the second episode they they realize that he he has, and so he's like the Mistrons link through to Captain Scarlet's people. Well, you know what, what I, mean? I like about Captain Black, you knew he was the bad guy, yeah, because he always looked like he had because really, he's black, dude, really, really, he was yeah, fucked. He always looked like he had a really yeah. bad hangover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the and, thing because the intro, the intro used to creep me out because the last shot of it was it would zoom on his face, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. boom, 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 and it would get closer. It used to freak me out because he like straight at the camera. Yeah. And they'd be like, ooh, <laughs> used to hate that so much. And they were just saying that they had a seven note drum beat, and they used to use the drum beat to go between oh, the, yeah. to go between the episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I literally just counted it as well. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they used to use that like as an intro to the next scene, sort of thing, because it would go like dum 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 dum, mm. and then the next scene would kick, would kick in. And I thought that was quite clever, actually, how how they done all of that. Um, and what else we had the they had they done two themes you had um the first version was used on the first 14 episodes and was mostly instrumental and then they had the second one and then they introduced the two together then for the rest of them so the first 14 only had that that first bit right. where, like where he walks up or whatever um but then you've got um uh, who we got we got Basically, about the you know they they were signed to RCA Victor, and they were being promoted. They were promoted as the English imitation of the monkeys. How the hell did you get that from? Ah, that? now I now yeah. this group were called. They were a boy band of the sixties. Yeah. They were called the Spectrum. Ah, that's why they. And they yeah, had reworked yeah, yeah. theme tune. Oh, the fi- yeah, it says fictional Spectrum organization. Yeah, with, with yeah. Lewis. Um, Jerry yeah. Anderson signed them to Century Twenty One for a yeah. hundred thousand pounds. Wow, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've just got that. Just a got lot that of bit. money yeah. at the time. That was a f- yeah, that was a shit ton of money in them days. Jesus, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I just, I just, I just loved it. I, I mean, yeah, it was, a, it, fine, was a, it was a darker version of like the likes of Stingray and Thunderbirds. They were like um, very, very like it was a children's show, but it was set in the future, and and they were all you know they were out doing good and so on. So with but with Captain Scarlet, although he was trying to save the planet, it was done in a very dark way. I mm. thought, and I think by that, I think when I watched it, maybe sort of like I would say early seventies when I when as a rerun, I was already like ten or twelve. So I was I was into this darker kind of an image of it all, darker sci fi. So it's like Jerry Anderson, he was he, he was evolving his T V programmes with the audience that were watching it. So you'd yes. start off with things like Stingray, yeah. which was quite light yeah. and kiddie kiddified, and then yeah. Thunderbirds, which was a bit more adult, yeah. and then you went on to yeah. the teenagers. He took it darker with Captain Scarlet, yeah. yeah. But then, you know, it went then went on to Joe ninety, which was very, very kiddies. Compared to this, he's gone back to his original back, yeah. source sort of thing. Yeah, so, but yeah, no, I just, it's it's one of those one of those themes, a bit like what you were saying. You know, you, you hear it, you know exactly what it is. And I used to go, I was, I would go running to watch it. I still watch it now. 
I've got the shows at home and every now and again, I'll, I'll, even if I just put it on YouTube or whatever, I'll sit and I'll quite happily sit and watch an episode again now. Even nice. though I've seen every single one of them, I know exactly what's going to happen. But it's a bit like other shows. It doesn't matter how many times you sit and watch them. You'll all you'll still watch it because there's like there's like there's a, like a, like a connection to it sort of mm. thing, you know. And you know, I watch a lot of TV shows. I've done so many fucking shows, but I'll quite happily sit and watch any of them any any time. Yeah, did it, did it never had an ending, did it? I don't think so. No, no. no. So left open ending. Yeah. The potential, yeah. I suppose, to do another series if they, if they yeah. could, but. Mm. Jerry doesn't do freezes. Man does not invest his time. No, but yeah. this, is, this is where the connection it goes from Stingray to Captain Scarlet. Allegedly, some of the because in Stingray they were Wasp. They were, uh, this organisation was called WASP, so they called it Wasp, and they 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 implement. I can't. Word it now. The idea was that that some of the characters would go on to work for Spectrum, right. but they never. Cut, but never as a kid, you never get that. Color. You wouldn't have connected that back. No, then, you no didn't way. get that as a kid. That was not this, obvious. This yeah. is something. Obviously, like I say, I'm going back along that, and it, and it said this was like what Jerry Anderson kind of like intended, and you think, oh, okay. But you would never have got that as a kid. I like no. the idea that there was a potential connected universe with yes. them. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They weren't just separate entities. Jerry yeah. Anderson universe. It could be done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. He Anything else he, on that, sir? Um, no, just, I mean, he had a lot of trouble making his shows. I mean, I watched a programme about... He never fucking finished him. No, <laughs> but yeah, I watched a programme about him and they had some of, the, some of the original puppeteers and they were talking about how... It, it, you know, they just basically started out. It was like like a ladder with a board on it, and they would stand, and it, this would be on top of like boxes or whatever. And they would stand on top of that, and they would have the strings going down to the characters, and they were showing you how they'd done it. And, and that's in the early days. That's all they had. Mm. You know, there was no there was no big budget. The budget went on things like the the the, the, the theme tune and trying to sell the rights <laughs> to America. Hundred grand to get a boy yeah, band. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's quite it's quite interesting when you watch when you actually watch like Jerry Anderson's life or the documentary about him and and all the all the effort he went through trying to get his shows his visions basically put uh, put onto the screen and then and then the idea of trying to get backing to make these shows and then sell the rights to America as well and some of them sold and some didn't so you, you, sometimes he got his money back and sometimes he didn't you so. say about Jerry Anderson he'd been very very kidified in the um, thund- this is from a memory <coughs> Thunderbirds I'll go to uh, the film I think there's a scene very very near the beginning or if not mm. at the beginning Brains is sitting yeah. around this table and I think he's talking to he's talking to a board of directors or some mm. world leaders or something like that and I don't know if, if the hood's takes them over or they're, they're gassed. I cannot remember. We're going to have to watch it. But all of a sudden, th- these people sat around with brains start laughing and it's real maniacal laughter. Mm. And I don't know what he did with the puppies, but the puppets are so animated mm. and the look on the, the, the eyes widen and the mouth mm. widens and it's really fucking freaky. What? If you, yeah, if you yeah. get a chance, watch the clip. There must be a clip on YouTube. Yeah. But it's, it, yeah, it's, it will give a kid nightmares. Yeah, I, finally, I think that was one of his sh- first shows he was able to do where you had interchangeable heads. Right, and that might have been. I think it was. It might have been that one, but there was one of his shows it did, and one of the, one of the things that went when I I couldn't remember at that time. When I went back along. It said there was one of these one of those shows. He had interchangeable heads, and that, and that was how he was able to do a lot of the. Um, not the expressions, not of the expressions yeah. and stuff, because they were able to cut from one scene to the next. Because all they do was take off the head and put another one on. It was <laughs> really really quick. Mm. They didn't have to have another puppet to bring in and so on. You know, so it's quite clever how when you think about how they how he had done it all, and all it is is. People like six foot up, 
on stri- with strings and fingers. You look at it, you watch it on the television, you don't see the strings. It's, it's Vaseline. Like, How the fucking hell is it? Yeah, because they smeared Vaseline on the strings, yeah, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you wouldn't see it. It was, fu- it was fucking clever. You know. That's a little technique, mate. I know, yeah. Super Mario Nation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Super Mario Nation. And you always got that in the episodes filmed in Super Mario Nation. Yeah, you was, was going from side to side. That's what I said. It was yeah. like, and I never knew what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, I never knew it was like, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like a specific yeah. camera or it's whatever like, they used now for you'd it. Now you'd have things like um, 4K and Dolby Vision and Dolby Atmos. stuff. Like that. That, 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 that was that at its time, you know. It was Super Mario Nation. But with was, mono sound. Yeah. Yeah, mono yeah, sound. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a shame. But yeah. That was so quite cool. Business rounds out now. Nice. I, I, like I said, I, I, it, was, it, was, uh, it was very, very big on my list. Well, my number two, I have no idea how I'm going to follow that. Oh, <laughs> it's wow. nowhere near going to be as long as that. Fucking hell, John. <laughs> You've done your homework on this. Uh, I'm not sure if you're going to get this, Howard. I'm sure you might do because it's an 80s one. But my number two is Jace and the Will Warriors. Yes, of course. Yes. yes. Oh, so let's have it. Thundering across the stars to save the universe from the monster minds. Jace searches for his father to unite the magic root and lead his lightning league to victory over the changing form of Sawboss. Wheeled warriors explode into battle. Lightning strikes. There's a power that comes from deep inside So yeah, so this has kind of got like the intro too. So like Howard said, this yeah. explains pretty much everything what's going on. So you can go straight into every yeah. episode, whatnot. Uh, I'm just going to let this run a little bit because I love the ending to it. Um, but yeah, this was one of those ones where um, I don't remember. I, mem- I remember watching the whole series, but I don't remember an awful lot about it. All I remember oh. is that they that they were turning into cars and they would have fights with or not. I think he was and this is all just to find his dad so at the end of the day, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, he was the, he. To stop Sorbos and these these plant creatures, his dad wasn't his dad like some sort of futurist. He created them, didn't he? He, did, but he was like a botanist, wasn't he? That's he, right. He was the only one that could stop them. It, it, and uh, yeah, it, it was like um um. Oh, hang on one second. Here we go. Here oh, we go. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> So fucking good. Anyway, sorry, so, sorry, so Harry, okay. Another so example 80s. of like hair metal. Um, yeah, it was like an Odyssey sort of story, wasn't mm. it? He was on this this quest to find his father to to solve the ultimate problem. But my question to you is this: I love Jason the World Warriors, but why not um, Mysterious Cities of Gold or Ulysses Thirty One? I never really got into Mysterious mm. uh, Gold. I mean, oh. the theme tune's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I never really... Uh, this was more my thing because of the sci-fi aspect to okay, it. Right. Um, plus the toys as well. I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember the toys first before the show. I would saw adverts for the toys beforehand. Yeah, they were Don't brilliant. think they ever came out from where when I was living in London at the time. Um, but I remember the show... Um, Used to be, I think it was on Channel Four or something. It was at the time. Channel Four, yeah. All, all of those programs I just talked about. Well, they were Channel Four, weren't they? Yeah. Four, yeah. And I just, I remember having a blast with this show, and then it was like I didn't really think of the theme tune at the time because I was so invested in fucking lasers and plants and things turning into. It was like an organic version of Transformers, if it you was, will. Yeah. Um, but the the different vehicles that Jason, the other warriors, had, like you know, shooting you know parts of their vehicle that would attach to the other vehicle and shoot that other, you know. Um, because I think this was meant to be loosely based on the story of Jason and the Argonauts. Oh, right, okay. Oh, okay, yeah, I know. That makes that. more sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but th- these these shows were brilliant. I love the style of the animation. That's another this. one and, as well, and, I was going to say, and yeah. And Ulysses 31, yeah. programs like that. Um, and yeah, and they ran for like 64 episodes each, didn't they? Mm. And, um, the stories were just brilliant. But um, 
Yeah, Jace. Yeah, you've you've got me going with that one. Great yeah, yeah. Uh, Mandela effect. Everyone thought it was Jason and the World Warriors, didn't no, they? Oh, no, no, Jace. It was Jace. See, I yeah. thought it was Jason as well. Oh, and then years oh, and years right, ago, right. again, I growing up forgot about the show. And Simon, hello again, Simon, uh, <laughs> was at his house one day, and he had a like a Region One copy of Jason and the World Warriors. Um, and then I looked at the covers, like Jace. Jason, the world? <laughs> like you just mentioned, yeah. Howard, this is meant to be based on Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah. So I always thought it was Jason. No, it's always been Jason. I just yeah. never fucking knew. A nice eighties oh, wow. version of the of the one Jason. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And yeah, again, because they all that, he had like a big, big rock style haircut. And, was that, the, the, that's that's the, right. Yeah, power, shoulder pads. He had like a ring that would do certain yeah, things I as well. So, that yeah. was sort of the, it was like the map to get to his dad that's and stuff right. like that. I remember that part to it. And their, their ship, I remember the ship was very much like um, a galleon, wasn't it? It was very much it like was. a pirate ship looking yeah. thing with landing strips, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, again, I like that whole aspect of them being like space pirates, if you will, sort of thing. Mm. Um, very big at the time, that sort of thing. Yeah, just like, oh, man, that was such a kick-ass show. They need to redo that. That'd be fucking awesome, actually. But then you had things like Star Wars and stuff. So obviously these TV shows. Oh, it was riding off the back they, of the Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, there's literally a character so got, in this, that, which so is Han Solo with a ponytail. Yeah, yeah, so I was going to say. Back me up on that, right? He yeah, is. Yeah, he Come was, on. Got, you know, you've got the age. One of them's Gandalf, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, the Jason yeah. Moore's <laughs> version of Gandalf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I can't deny it. that is just. The, right, maybe the animation and stuff as well, but the fucking song for Jason Moore you know is, is bad. I haven't heard that theme tune for I, I I could not tell you how long. Really, decades. Yeah. And as soon as you started playing it, I remembered. Yeah. Nice. Where, where, I'm yeah, glad you you remember it when it's, it went up a pitch and yeah. the, the, yeah. Sort of, the riffs on the the, the guitar. Yeah. It's funny how it. it's funny how the brain works. Straight straight back. Back. It's crazy, mate. I mean, uh, I yeah, I can go back and watch that anytime. Mm. Um, I didn't realise it was that many episodes. It was, it was something like wow. that. Yeah, I thought it was, it was less long. than that. Wow. It was long. And I know he found his dad at one point, but I never remember if there was a resolution to no, it. No, I think it ended. I think it finished. With, it did finish. Yeah, but to, to, to ask me what the resolution of the story no, was. No, I, I need to go back, maybe get a box set of it or something and rewatch it. Uh, yeah, so short but sweet, that's my number two. Let's bring it home with the number ones. Yeah. It's. Number one. Right, Howard, we're going back to your cartoons, aren't we? So Yeah, and I've just realised I, I completely blatantly lied. I said this was all a cartoon list, but my one... <laughs> my I mean, one. it's, uh, it's yeah, an animation well, of what, some sort, right? Hell? It's my list, so go fuck yeah, yourself. Yeah, fuck yourself, yeah. yeah. I like that. He's finally yeah, done it, yeah. Exactly. He's got it. Fuck you, Moners. More eighties, and uh, this has appeared on one of my previous lists, and I absolutely love this program. Uh, the program itself, which I would watch every single episode because mm. it kicked ass. It was it was brilliant. Very, uh, it was ingenious with with a, a technique that was being used a lot of the time. Mm. Um, but yeah, the theme tune. As soon as Ant plays the theme tune, you're going to know it is Trapdoor. Yes, oh. let's go for it. Yeah. Somewhere in the dark and nasty regions where nobody goes stands an ancient castle. Deep within this dank and uninviting place. I love this bit. Oh! A thing upstairs. But that's nothing compared to the horrors that lurk beneath the trap. Door. For there is always something <laughs> down there <laughs> in the dark waiting, waiting to, to come out. out. What a banger, mate! Yeah. Come on! Yeah. <laughs> 
something down there. <laughs> so fucking yeah, good. good. I love how the opening to that it sets up the mood is all horror and yeah, spooky, whatnot. Yeah. And then Bert comes in. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just know what the tone yeah. is after that, don't you? <laughs> this little guy from the southwest. Um, yeah, and it starts off all very thriller and Vincent Price, and yeah. uh, and, and it says, "Oh, there's going to be some horror." And uh, yeah, and then it, it goes into this amazing theme tune. Um, I, I I love. The fact that Willie Rushton, who did the, he was the good narrator. old Willie Rushton. Yeah, 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 and yeah. he he did every single voice in that. Oh, that wow. program. all of them. He, oh, he voiced crikey. every single one. Yeah. Um, uh, admittedly, there wasn't a long list. No, of characters. I suppose not. No, um, but yeah, yeah, trapdoor. I, I've waxed lyrical about this yeah. one. Yeah. I probably podcast. know of it, but like I say, it's it's brilliant, twi- brilliant, but simple animation. Away, so. And it was yeah. very short episodes as well, wasn't it? I think it? they were about 10 minutes long. If that wasn't that, that, yeah, yeah oh, really? maybe oh, six. What was the little sidekick called? So there was Burke. Uh, Boney, who was the, Boney was the, was skull, the skull, wasn't he? Drut, yes, or Dr- Drut. I think he was it? Drut. Well, yeah, he was the little spider type character who, mm. who had one tooth and went. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but again, on that opening when the trap door opens and you just see the eyes, I was always like, "Whoa, what's the next monster yeah, going to be?" You yeah, know, it, yeah. You know how big was that fucking? Trap door underneath there. Well, how big was oh, that space? Well, they there? went down it once, didn't they? they, they I don't it, remember. It, it, uh, from memory, it went on for miles and miles, and it was cavernous. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it, brilliant. Loved and it. it was always a case of like you know feed the monster upstairs. So well, yeah. So the the conceit was that Burke would always have to go and feed the the thing that lived upstairs, and uh, he would he would always go either fishing outside of the castle in the pond for some little critter to put on a plate yeah. for this thing um or he, he never uh, fed the monsters to the big guy did he i think he did did yeah, he yeah yeah there was one i think um there was this creature that came out and he, he killed it and then uh, he said oh i'll feed this to the uh, thing that lives upstairs yeah. so he, yeah he bakes it up and he takes it upstairs we never saw what it was, I was upstairs about, I was did about we, or? to say did you ever see it uh, i think and i think I, I explained this there was one episode where there's uh, you he goes up to his room hmm. and there's a flash of lightning and for an absolute millisecond they animate what the thing looks like oh, okay. oh wow but until the advent of videotape and, yeah. and dvd unless you, you manage to pause it, it yeah, yeah on the exact yeah. millisecond you, yeah. you wouldn't be able to see what it was oh well that's because yeah. again yeah. this was another one i had for my Commodore 64 and yeah. like you said you had to go around collecting those little worm things yeah, and send it up yeah, to the yeah. thing and sometimes you would send bony up as well yeah he was always moaning about it but, so, um yeah the little worms because drup was always eating the worms that's right yes he'd always collect the worms to either put as part of a platter for the thing that lived upstairs or mm-hmm. to catch a critter right. in order to feed yeah. the, the thing but oh, uh, yeah, yeah it was, it, every episode was exactly the same mm. exactly the same um, but you would always wait to see the trapdoor would fly open um, and then something would crawl out and I, I remember there was always one episode where nothing happened and oh, I think wow, okay. literally until the last second or last minute of the episode, he goes, oh, well, nothing's actually happened. The trapdoor hasn't flown over. And then all of a sudden... something flies wow. out, yeah, and they all get carried away by bats or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Do you think it would have been a totally different show without the style of animation it was? Or? Um, if it was a cut, an actual cartoon, I think it wouldn't have been as, as in, in, enduring, um, mm. uh, as appealing. Yeah, it was definitely because it was claymation. Mm. Um, so, but, so, I mean, there's the, if the, it's very hard to beat an original. I mean, if the original had been in a car as, as a cartoon, you might have liked that. But because it, but because you saw it as it was, if someone was to remake it now and do it in CGI or oh, whatever, I it, I, it just wouldn't have the no. same. I'd watch panache, it, but, you, know what I mean? you know, much like you said about Captain Scarlet and some yeah. of the others, I, you'd watch it because you liked the original. Yeah, but it, mm. it wouldn't be interesting to see a different a different version of it. Yeah, but like I said, in the Captain Scarlet one, they're all they're all the same episode. It's the same story. There's no difference. It's just 
everything CGI. And it kind of like it kind of works, but it's, it's a dull version of the original for me. Yeah, I still prefer totally, the original. It, they've watered it down. Yeah. It's vanilla, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but this this one has the whole package. It's got the animation that I love. Mm. Um, it's got the great writing. Mm. Willie Rushton, who, yeah. who voices the character, quite colourful as well. It is, for, yeah, yeah. The plasticine that they use. It, it, mm. Every, oh, it's very. Clever. I mean, Burke alone is like this bright blue fucking guy. He so he's he like pops an, right he's out like straight an away. Electric blue, mm. um, and then obviously oh, wow. the, the theme tune, which puts the whole package together. Yeah, I love this. Nice, sir. So, what is the actual number one? Well, it's Captain Scarlet. Oh, it oh. is. But nice. I believe it's the end. So I credits. chose the end theme tune. Yes, it, because, because it's an actual theme tune. Right? It's an actual two, theme yes. tune, yeah. yeah. Let's have it then. Captain Scarlet. <laughs> in my car full, full, full <laughs> whack yeah. and it's so 100 grand for this song John Jesus oh, <laughs> and it's, it's all very groovy baby yeah, yeah. so I, I'm an, a child of the 80s yeah. but I absolutely love a lot of the pop culture well mm. a majority of the pop culture that come out of the 60s and yeah. th- this theme tune is very very 60s mm. Mm. Um, yeah 100%. as a kid I didn't know it at the time but mm. maybe it influenced me I don't know mm. uh, but a lot of the TV songs and films that I love come out in the 1960s yeah. and that is is, is absolutely yeah. the epitome of that yeah i must i must admit it was I, I very nearly put it as my number one okay because i've like like i said i've watched every single one of them i would i would quite happily go when i go home now sit and watch another one uh, it's like but this show that i've got at number one i've probably seen every episode quite a few times Ooh. So I've got it on on Blu-ray at home as well. So obviously you had to watch the full credits to appreciate the song. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because obviously a lot of people would just say, "I fucking." It's got an element of the of the of the beginning in the song, but it has. And and uh, and we discussed this about the the end credits. Mm. The the the, I said the animation. It's the artwork that go that lays over the the end theme. Again, would one aspect work without the other? I think it's a really good theme. Um, but the show with the artwork at the end of the credits mm. and the music, yeah, it, it all wraps up. Mm. Uh, Did you not think it felt very out of place for the theme? It's meant because, like I said, we we mentioned the opening is very dark, very serious, mm. and then you've got like this happy sixty groovy sort of song in the mm. end. Did you not feel like it was? It was odd, but uh, at the time, I don't think it was odd. But when mm. you, yeah, when you look at it with adult eyes and ears and you reflect on it, you, yeah, it can seem out of place. But yeah. it could be deliberate. But as John said, it was a dark yeah. theme show that maybe at the end of all of this death and killing and destruction mm. they wanted to just lighten the mood a little bit yeah I think it was my my, my way of looking at it or my take on it was you had a very it was a very dark episode you had good versus evil shall we say if you want to break it down and good triumphed so that up at the end is like is like um, the upbeat the good like, triumph it's like, yeah. it's like, good a, triumph, it's, it's like a celebration isn't it yes good good beat <laughs> evil you know and so it's a bit more upbeat so it's, that's why there's a difference in the tone so the, the first one the beginning one is quite dark because it leads into the dark because it's a whole the whole thing is dark as it is anyway 
and then that ending bit then is like the that's like the the light at the end of the tunnel kind of a thing, isn't it? Because I think it's if you quite did, more. It's quite upbeat. It is. If you didn't end with that, if it just ended with "We are the Mister Ones and everyone's dead," you'd yeah. be quite depressed. Yeah. Would you want to yeah, come yeah, back yeah. next week? Yeah. yeah. So when you're a kid and you watch, so you're, it, think, when, so when you're, you're saying it's balancing it out, if you will. I think, yeah, so. because yeah. I think when you're a kid, when I when, how I was when when I got to the end of the episode, I was all yes, Captain Scarlet beat him. So the music kind of it's like it it it, it sort of gives you the, it's it's like. It's mimicking your feelings, so you're you're happy at the end of the episode because he won, sort of thing. Because so, he won, okay. so the music kind of has to bring. Because if if it was on, yes, Captain Starlight's won, and then the music was, dum, 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 it, it wouldn't work. I don't no, think. It right, wouldn't, okay. it wouldn't. It, it works be, at the beginning, but it wouldn't work. At it the would end. be quite mm. somber, I think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I think for me, the end of the end the end bit of music is more upbeat because that's that's the end of the episode. Now good has triumphed. Let's all celebrate, sort of thing. And Until the next week's episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then the beginning of next week, we'll it's kill some more people. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so a good shout, sir. Anything else on Captain Scott? No, I think John. John. Yeah, John. Pretty much like everything. <laughs> fucking hell, John. <laughs> Um, story time with John. Story time with John. John, what is the number one? What beats Thunderbirds and Captain Scarlet? My number one is a show called UFO. <gasps> yeah, brilliant. Let's have it. Looking at this video, and there's like women with tight trousers on, and I wonder why you picked this. <laughs> and very short skirts. I highly recommend you go and watch it now, Ed. Yes. I think I might do, actually. <laughs> so, why are you a right? Why are you a Again, I like space. And, I, and I'd grown up, um, obviously, with some of them I watched live, some of them. Uh, you know, so, we got, some of them were a This rerun. is Jerry Anderson again? This is all Jerry right, Anderson. Right, so, but again. this is with live actors now, this isn't is, it? This, this was, he always wanted to do a live action series. Didn't quite know how to do it. But in doing his puppetry one, the Super Mario Nation ones, um, technology moved on a little bit. He changed, he was able to change things. He, he It's a bit like computer games. Um, people don't realise that. The reason computers change every year is the computer game industry pushes it forward. Right. Because you have to have the latest graphics and the latest chips to be able to play these games. If the games weren't there, you'd still be you'd still be playing you'd still be doing your work on a ten year old laptop or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's the games so with his Super Mario Nation shows, that gave him the um, the chance to put his live action one together. So he, you know, he was trying to get. Uh, he's got eleven. I think it's eleven cast members in it, um, and the premise is that it's <laughs> nineteen eighty. So, that, so tell me if he got to three seasons or not. He, <laughs> no, he <laughs> one one season one season twenty six episodes. Right, okay. Right. The second season, not thirty two. No, the second season was all set to go, um, but they were in the process of selling. The rights to America, so America again, yeah, again. yeah. Um, because it was a live action show. The Americans were big; they really wanted. But the thing is, they, they did, they kind of like wanted to control it, if you know what I mean. So the second season, although it didn't appear as UFO, 
it was actually became Space 1999. I don't know if you ever remember that. Series. I know of it, yeah. Yep. Yep. So UFO kind of led into Space 1999, because it was going to be called UFO 1999. Yeah. Um, so, but, it, but it became Space 1999. Mm-hmm. Um, again, the, all the, the music for all of those Jerry Anderson films was all done by a guy called Barry Gray, and I didn't realise this until I'd done the research for the show, that he did all the music. Because I just listened to the music and watched the series, and I liked this one and that one and so on. And it wasn't until I was looking up the theme songs that this this same name kept cropping up. And like he was born in 1908, and he died in 1984. So when he's doing this work in the 60s and 70s, he's like he's he's quite old already. He's quite an old man, but he's 76. Yeah, but he's got he's got he's got a huge backlog of things that he's done. You know, he done. I think he done all the Jerry Anderson programs. He done the music for all of them, plus a load of others. But, but much, much like um, uh, of any famous composer has got their signature. It yeah. now explains why you you yeah. hear the certain sort of theme. So, it's like this, almost like a march. In, yeah. in more of the songs, isn't there? Um, it was first broadcast in nineteen seventy, so I was six then, and I think I watched some of it when it first come out and then I'll probably watch some more when it came back on a rerun sort of thing. But it hooked me because it was real. And like I said, I mean, I grew up with the, with the, with Jerry Anderson's puppets and I liked sci-fi and stuff and being able to go to the moon and do all these things and, and, and craft in space and stuff like that. So I, and, and like I say, I mean, in the late sixties you had the, the space race. So everyone wanted to be the first one to land on the moon and stuff. So as a kid growing up then, I, I come in, I, you know, you, you grow up with that thought, you know? So to actually see a show and, and actually had real people in it. And it's set, and parts of it because they've got a, a, a revolutionary a, yeah they've got, they got a base on the moon you know uh, moon base um, and and it's just the things they can do and they've got these craft and they've got these these like these like uh, alien UFOs that come visiting Earth and trying to kill people and stuff like that and these guys they have the, they have a base on the moon they've got these three, they've got these rockets that fire a missile and they can they can they can take out the um, the UFOs because that's obviously the name of it but. It's the the speed that they travel at, and you don't realise it because you're used to seeing at that time. You know, like you know, you see that the fastest thing you'd seen at that time was obviously like we'll say the Saturn V rocket when it went to the moon. Um, but these things, they're like they're travelling at almost the speed of light and stuff. And that's when you start realising, hang on a minute, there's stuff there that can travel faster than than the rockets and stuff that I see every day. And it just brings you into it, and like it's like, like I say, it's they're, they're like the real people. You actually feel, like, oh shit, I did. And when, when you're a kid and you're watching it, you think it's real. And I, and I just, and I just, I, I, even to this day, I, I, I mean, I think I watched an episode or two maybe a few weeks ago. Mm. Like I say, I've got it on, I've got it on Blu-ray at home, and it's just, it's just an amazing show. The cat, the tune is so catchy, um, and it was just, there was just, it, there was nothing for me. There was nothing to not like, you know. Um, Trying to think of other little facts and things because there's all sorts of weird, weird things. So did it ever finish then, or was it just simple Jerry Anderson left over ended again? <laughs> no, I think it, I think did this dude ever finish a series <laughs> at all? No, I think it was he was going to do a second season, but then but obviously in selling the rights to America so they could show it and it earned him a huge amount of money. I mean, um, I feel like calling him half Job Anderson at the moment. Well, yeah, but they 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 like I said, he's so he's 
So the, the next season was going to be called UFO 1999. So although we ended up with a completely different show, it's not completely different really because it's still you still had Moonbase Alpha, you still had the spacecraft. So is it the sequel? It's not essentially the sequel. It's a sequel that's not quite a sequel. I mean, it was. It's kind of like Jerry Anderson's baby, but. It's like someone Doing else. Doing it to avoid tax pain. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but someone, else, someone else made it, if you know what I mean. I Jerry I Anderson didn't make it. I don't know if you touched on it just now, John, but is it right that Lou Grade, who was, Lou the, Grade, yeah. who was the controller of ITV yeah. at the time, yeah. wasn't he? Um, isn't it right that he, he basically said to Jerry Anderson, produce all of these TV shows, and if you prove yourself and make the money on these, then you yeah. can make UFO. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he want, so wanted to do it, and he basically said to him, we need, we need to be, I need you to do them in colour, uh, they need to be exciting, they need to be, um, uh, I think... They I'm, need I'm some tight trousers. Of, <laughs> they need to be certain... Specifically tight trousers. Yeah. Yes. Um, we need to be able to sell this in America to get the money, and if you can do that and put this show together and we make the money, he said, I'll give you the, I'll give you the rights and the money and, and we'll go and make a live-action show. And that was kind of how he done it. Mm. So when... When UFO kicked off in America and they liked it, they it's like anything, they, they wanted to take it on board themselves and make it themselves. So although he didn't make his UFO 1999, it ki- he kind of did in a sense because a lot of the gra- he'd done a lot of the groundwork for it. And so it's seen as a spiritual... Um, successor, shall we say, to UFO. And I liked 19, like Space 1999. It's a great show. What was it? Well, um, Matthew Koning or whatever, and if you, they were quite, um, mm. they were quite, it was quite a good show. To me, it was not quite as good as UFO though. Do you, do you? So, would you say that the Americans basically took over and said, well, this, "We're going to inject some"? some yeah. uh, that's probably why. I mean, it was Ed Bishop from yeah, UFO. Was it? It. Ed Bishop, why, yeah. why Martin Landau, who was a big yeah. actor oh, at sorry, the time, Martin Landau. Yeah, 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 who was yeah, a big yeah. actor at the time. He yeah. he basically took the lead he role took on, yeah. because he was a big name and they could yeah. sell it on that that front. Yeah, basically. Great show, sir. Nice. Anything else on it? Um, Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you come up with anything, totally John. Cast, if, yeah. you, if you find anything, John, we'll put it in later. Uh, we're going to stick with the 80s for my number yeah. one. And we are going to go with Mask. Oh, oh okay. That's my number one. Yeah. Uh, again, Simon, you know it's going to be in there somewhere, mate. Well, how many on your list are you like? Three or <laughs> yeah, four now, right, exactly. This bit I love it when the robot voice comes in. So cool, man. Fucking kick ass or what, eh? Um, again, this is another one where it was uh, me introduced to the toys more than the actual show was first. So I I knew about the toys because a, a friend of mine at the time had the toys before me, and he's like, "Here, look at these; are fucking cool." Uh, kind of essentially Transformers without the Transformers. It, it was just normal everyday vehicles that can turn t- into something into awesome, couldn't they? Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Like the the jet that can turn into a helicopter, or a bike that can turn into a motorbike that can turn into a helicopter, or yeah. an eighteen wheeler that has a massive rocket launcher at the back of it and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, Matt Tracker's Rhino was was the ultimate vehicle, wasn't yes, it? Yes, yeah, by I, far, mate. Absolutely. Uh, but Mask is like mobile armored strike command command oh, with a K. Is that what it stands for? <laughs> yeah, I, I love that theme too because it's very it's very Top Gun eighties. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, um, very. Um, it's just, it's kind of like if you think about it, like GI Joe. 
with yeah. like with yes. transformed vehicles, if yeah. you will. Venom versus Spectrum, and you know, oh, Cobra yeah. versus GI Joe, essentially all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, it was just again. I love the toys more than the uh, the show itself. Um, but I can't deny the fucking song at the beginning of that. It's always been my number one of all time for ages. Nothing's topped it since. Very close, obviously, with Jason Will Warriors because they're they're very similar. But I like the whole um, like with Transformers how frozen the robotic part yeah. of it. Even though there's nothing yeah, robotic it, it, about the you know, apart it, from the little boy that has a robot, of course. But but it's left that lasting impression on you, and it, and it, and it adds that extra dimension to it, I think, mm. as well. Because uh, if you didn't have the the sound effects in it, would it be as good? This is it exactly. Um, did you ever ha- again with the, any of your shows, Howard? Did you ever have the toy that went with it? I uh, uh, yes, uh, and you I, were like, oh my god, there it is on the screen. You I know? always consider myself when I look back. I always consider myself to be a very lucky little boy because I always had at least several examples of the toy to go with that TV mm, show mm. Um, yeah I had Rhino and I had Boulder, nice. I had Boulder Hill as yeah. well um, yeah brilliant yeah Mask I, I don't know why it's never appeared on any of my lists really yeah again I remember the show really well I get, I don't know if it ever finished or not um, uh, again Simon had the box set years ago and I, I ended up buying it myself in the end um, but as as the opening it's it's got everything in it again it's got um, shows you what the vehicles do. It gives you the bright lights, the kick-ass soundtrack, um, the fact that uh, again you mentioned with the sound effects and stuff. It just has everything. I feel like I remember me asking you about what the what the requirements are for an intro. This has it all, in yeah, my opinion. Yeah. Um, and I think John nailed it on the head. You can't beat an eighties theme tune. God no, no. I mean, as much. I mean, all my shows are obviously sixties, early seventies, mm. because that's when I grew up. So for me kids tv shows would have to be in that era but as good and all as they are you you can't beat the i mean i love i mean like so love 80s music mm. so listening to some of them a couple of those programs i don't remember them but the theme tunes fucking rock, instantly you know. catchy oh, on God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was very close. It was either going to be this or Thomas the Tank Engine. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> what <laughs> a banger! But they, is, don't get me wrong. Thomas the Tank Engine is a fucking banger. <laughs> I have played that puppy on full blast in my car. <laughs> I love that tune. Two, um, two twin uh, Thomas. I, <laughs> uh, I can't say anything else about it. Uh, just you know, if anyone knows of it, they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So hence why it's going to be number one. Um, I do have a few honourable mentions. Do you guys have a few as well? I do, yeah. Let's throw in those honourable mentions because people are going to kick off because we didn't mention their stuff. I don't, I don't have the, the, the songs to them. but I No, can, no, no. Just, just Don't worry about the songs. Just literally list the, the show yeah, and you can yeah. go into about it if you want. Do you want me to go first? Yes, please. Yeah. So usually my, my list is about a thousand miles long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally for this one, it could have been a thousand miles long because of the uh, amount There's of so many, dude, honestly, yeah. shows out there with great theme tunes. Um, I literally just put down ones I could remember at the time. So uh, so I've got Funhouse. Yep, nice. Which obviously, yeah, which yep. you, you should subscribe, subscribe to. Grange, Grange Hill. Okay, yep. Yeah, um, I remember that. The Flintstones. Yes. Yeah. That affect the Jetsons. Jetsons. Thundercats. Yep. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep. X-Men, the animated series. Yep. Uh, He-Man and Masters of the Universe. Yeah, come on. So close, uh, man. Be so close. Uh, Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Muppet Show. Yeah. Love the Muppet Show. Top Cat or Boss Cat, depending on yeah. which side of the water you're from. Uh, and Danger Mouse. And I could yes. go on and Danger on Mouse, and on yeah. and on. But yeah. Keep all... going then. Can we go? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a part two. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah. And it, 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 fulfilling that criteria of songs that get you up and dancing and invested in a TV show. 
Nice. Any, John, you want to zoom in? Uh, yeah, because I'm going back a long time. So I have things like Mary, Mungo and Midge. I used to enjoy watching. Mary, I remember that. Yeah, uh, Bagpuss. Yeah. Camberwick Green. Emily loved him. Um, Magic Roundabout. Scooby-Doo, like you said. Um, um, oh, was, it, was it called Camberwick Green? Or Camberwick was it, Green. Was it set in Camberwick? I can't remember now. No, it was Camberwick Green. Yeah. Um, Trumpton. Trumpton, that's it, yeah. I mean, there, was, there were so many uh, good little shows, really, at that time. But although, they, f- to me, they were fun little shows to watch, but they didn't, like, strike a chord like the list did. So, you know. But, yeah, I remember. I, I, when I was putting the list together, I kind of started off with, like, sort of the clangers and bagpuss yeah. and stuff like that. And then I started thinking, yeah, but hang on a minute, would I sit down and watch an episode of bagpuss now? No, not really. For, for nostalgia's sake, I yeah. think you would. But yeah, yeah. would you watch it episode after episode? No, nah, not it was really. exactly the same. I'd watch one just to say, oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, don't mm. So, but no, the, these 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 five, I would quite happily sit and watch an episode again now. I think so. we can safely say that you are a very big Jerry Anderson fan, sir. So. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go to my very quickly. Obviously, you mentioned Thomas Sankinjin, uh, DuckTales, Darkwing yeah, Duck, yeah. Inspector Gadget, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Gummy Bears. I freaking love yeah, Gummy Bears back in the day. Come at me, I don't care. I love eating Gummy Bears. Uh, Count Duckula. Yeah, Chippendale. Yeah. Captain Planet. Yeah. Silverhawks. Do you remember yeah, Silverhawks? Silver Silver yeah, yeah, I know Silverhawks. Silverhawks. Again, another 80s banger. Captain Bucky O'Hare. Bucky O'Hare. Yeah. Yes. Bucky! Captain Bucky and O'Hare. Shit, the righteous indignation. Yeah. That's it, mate. Uh, I'm done if you're going to know this one. Gravedale High. I remember Gravedale High. Gravedale High. Yeah, I remember Galaxy, High. Yeah. Galaxy High. Yeah. Galaxy High. Yeah. Galaxy High, yeah. yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. The Real Ghostbusters. Of course. Yes. Um, obviously, with Transformers X Men. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh. <laughs> Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. <laughs> yes, I'm not the only one. Thank fuck. Uh, Gravedale High. Uh, the Re. Boot of Johnny Quest had a really oh, good, good like mid nineties. Yeah. Johnny Quest it. had a fucking yeah. awesome one. Yeah. Centurions, of course. Centuri- oh, um, brilliant! Galaxy Rangers, yeah, Galaxy Rangers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Braveheart and Braveheart, Brave Star, Big Heart. Um, also, I'm going to put this in here. It was a live action, very mid to late nineties, but it had a really good opening theme was Goosebumps. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember that. And that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much all I can remember anyway. I'm sure there's yeah. going to be a shit ton of oh, people going to be in the comments like, this hundreds. one and this one this one. Yeah. I will add one to this list just thinking about it and it was something that was going to originally appear on my cartoons. It was droids. It's a Star Wars. Oh, the Star Wars one, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was done by uh, one of the members of um, the police. Oh, is it? No, not Andy. Andy Summers was it? Andy Summers? It was either Michael Cameron or Andy Summers. It was one of, one or the, the other. But um, yeah, nice catchy little tune. I want to add that to my yeah, as well. oh, nice mate. Um, I think that's it. Gone yeah. done really well. Just so many, like you said, you just we didn't even clash once, I believe. We no, did. you did, Captain no, Scarlet. You two, Captain. Yeah, yeah, but I think that was almost inevitable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I thought of at least one. But yeah, still a few bangers I completely forgot about as well, yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, Trapdoor, listening on there, it's actually oh, a really mate. fucking yeah. good beat it, to it. it? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, short and sweet. Short yeah. but sweet. Guys, thank you so much for doing that episode. No, I hope you. you enjoyed it as much as yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, we will end it there, guys. Proper trip down memory lane for me. So. If you like, we listen to, follow us on Facebook at the MTVB Podcast, or on Instagram at MTVB Podcast, or on TikTok at MTVB Podcast 197. I'd be your host, Ant-Man, followed by... H2Lists. And... John... Whew.
<laughs> I love how we do the emphasis now. <laughs> Thank you guys. Good night. Good night, guys. <laughs> <laughs>